Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined, as usual, by my podcast partner in crime. And that's Jeff Lipman. Jeff, how are you today? Oh, I am great. Almost human. Um, I guess this is our last show of the year, right? This is our last show of the year. So that pause there, that's funny. That, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I also heard that you booked a special guest. We booked a special guest. There's a lot of, um, I think we're just going to go right into our interview with this special guest because uh, this special guest has uh, been all over the news in the past week of professional wrestling. Hook? She, oh, yes, it's not Hook. All right. Oh, it's not Hook. I'm sorry to disappoint. It is not Hook. Tiffany Stratton? But, uh, n- no. Oh. No, I'm sorry to, again, disappoint. Um, but... Uh, she's uh, in the news. She earlier this week she decided to leave voluntarily. It seems we'll ask her about this from WWE. She took her ball and went home, and we have her here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome to the show Tony Storm. Wow, this is a, we got that. This is a breaking news kind of thing everyone's going to be listening to our show this week oh there jeff (laughs) oh uh, miss storm is it true that you left wrestling so that you can continue smoking (laughs) that's that's accurate i want to thank i want to thank all of you for letting me on your show your program Uh, it's very uh honored uh, to be on uh, you, I like it very much. Uh, Miss Storm, is it true that you are going to be in the Oliver Broadway show? Because it sounds like you should be singing, Consider Yourself One of Us. Consider Yourself. I like, I like you know, um, my fellow countrymate is you, Jackman. I like that you, Jackman. Do you like you, Jackman? Sure. Um, <laughs> this is great. So exactly what country are you from again? I'm from Australia. Don't get me confused with any of those New Zealanders. Okay. Now, what continent is, is Australia part of? What kind of a blimey do you take me for? It's an Australia. Oh, okay. So you reject the whole Oceania thing. That's right. I've never played that game. Wow. So you don't play games. That's that's sort of the crux of this interview. So, Miss Storm, it's it's reported this yes. week that you, after oi. a SmackDown taping, oi, right, uh, <laughs> right. Let's get well, let's get one more out of it, out of the out of the way. One, oi, 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 oi. Okay, good. Now you now can't set go. that up and not expect me to finish it, Jeff. All right, so now we've got that out of your system. That's nice, good. Um, and we know you had to get a lot out of your system. So you did a SmackDown triple threat match, and yeah. apparently you uh, left, paid your own airfare, and flew home, which I, I take it that that is Australia? That, that's right. I That's right. I, I missed all of me, me kangaroos. They had to come back to feed them. So you're in Australia. You're not in Florida. Or Florida. Sorry. No. I don't like the Florida. It's okay. too hot. Okay. So 
and you paid this on on your own dime and then you said that that you wanted your release that basically you were quitting you were not coming back and wwe said okay and they granted you your release did they say why they granted you your release or are you just that powerful I, it was never my, my, my intention to leave uh, the WWE um, permanently. It's the holidays, uh, Jeff. I don't know from where you're from, but we like to celebrate the, the birth of Christ. And there's the presents needed to be opened, especially for the kangaroos. And who was going to open them if not me? I had to go. And the, the kangaroos had to open their own presents. It gets really, it gets really cumbersome for them, uh, Jeff. It's it's odd. Have you ever owned a kangaroo? Several, of course. Who hasn't? Of course. Of but course. I have to say, they were atheist kangaroos and didn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, my my, I, I can relate. I've had one of those before. Something about the gods of man allow humans to, you know, you exploit the resources of animals and things like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't listening to their nonsense either. I wasn't listening to the <laughs> blasphemy of kangaroos either. So yeah, I like the WWE. I was there, but they it's a long schedule schedule to work and um, now wait, wait, wait. Weren't you like called up like four months ago and like they weren't touring for a lot of that time and, and you've had like six matches? What 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 is the schedule that's burned you out that you're talking about? It's just it's constant uh traveling and uh, you know, uh, the, the people don't seem to be that behind me. They don't seem to be very appreciative of my talents. All they want to talk about is my derriere. And it's it's inappropriate. One guy in New York tried to jump the rails and touch my butt. Um, did he ask you to acknowledge him? Because I might know who that is. It, it, the one guy in us in in Florida did that. Ah, yeah, well, that's the worst. Um, I want to set the record straight with you, Jeff. Uh, I, I'm don't. I've got no intention in going to that uh, AEW uh, because uh, you know I've got class. Right, working you know one what day. What they say, week. you got ass, you got class. Ah, they do say that, yes, especially the Wallabies. Um, <laughs> so that one day a week work schedule that would really burn you out, and when and imagine pay per view and special event weeks where you had to work two days a week, that would be really very hard. It's amazing. Were, weren't you on the uh, Indies for many years, uh, Miss Storm? I was, but you know, you work uh, like three times a month, and. You know, you show up to your show, you show up to the bingo hall, or in some cases, the outback in where, where I'm from, and you do your matches, and sometimes it's just one match, and you just go home, you collect your beer money, and you, you keep on. You you, you drink your Fosters and, and move it, move along. Beer money. You sound a lot like Session Moth Mar- Martinez right now. Um, 
so uh, your other Australian uh, bloke at oi oi yeah oi, yeah right yeah um I, I'm just concerned like when you became a professional wrestler and accepted that contract for you know 180,000 or 200,000 dollars a year whatever it was didn't you expect that you have to travel quite a bit and go from city to city you know like you see on TV when they wrestle in front of those people in those big buildings did did you just think yeah. that, that was cgi yeah no you know it's um listen here big jim um it's it, you you get fancy with the idea giant that jeff, not jeff, big jim giant right, jeff right 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 listen you 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 you, you get uh, uh, in love with the the idea of the money and the traveling, but when you get to traveling and you, you end up spending your nights in Roanoke, Virginia and uh, Detroit, Michigan, it's disgusting. And, you know, you fancy yourself a worldwide superstar. And when in reality, it's just, you know, uh, 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 you go to dump after dump after dump. And, uh, you know, that's that's the real life about it, Jeff. And the other part about it is um, I missed my mom's cooking mm -hmm. and my dad. And we wanted to come back home. I wanted to come back home. Sorry, I was talking about my ass. And we want I wanted to, to just be back with my family. So, isn't it true that you really left to escape Juice Robinson? That you were led to believe that he would be working in Japan and somehow he's right up the road at, at Impact every now and then in Nashville, probably li living in Florida as well? I don't know who that is. It's your, it's your boyfriend. I don't know him. Oh, so you broke up with Juice Robinson as well. That's right. I decided to leave my entire life behind in the States uh, and just go back to Australia. Again, it was my intention to come back. Uh, you know, I thought it the touring was over and we wasn't going to be needed until the new year. But apparently I was, you know, supposed to tell someone. So you hadn't seen all these commercials for the last four months about this thing called day one? Yeah, but who works on the first day of the year, uh, 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 Big Jim? Who does that? <laughs> A lot of college football players. The NBA, who are they? I'm not the playing. NHL. I don't play rugby. I'm a professional wrestler. Well, not anymore. Um, and, and arguably not professional. Um, but, well, this this is a shame and th this is a shock. But, you know, of course, we hope that you're happy and wish you well. And, you know, and hope that you book really good towns like Kukabara and, you know, uh, Hot Death Trails Flats and wherever else on the outback that you go to. Um you know, the, the metropolises like Newcastle and other places up and down the Australian coast. Absolutely. Once my 90 days is up, uh, we're going to 
uh, be wrestling. Um, you know, you know, I want you to also clear up. I'm going to be touring soon. Uh, but my contract prohibits me to, from wrestling people, but I can wrestle kangaroos and other wildlife. And, uh, please catch me at the local, uh, uh, kangaroo lodge in Wallaby and I'll be wrestling some kangaroos. You want to oh. see some good action? Me gonna wrestle with me sunglasses on and fight some kangas. Were you uh, trained by the Hardys in in wrestling kangaroos? No, but I was trained by Jeff Hardy and how to uh, uh, go uh, from dive bar to dive bar to play shitty music. Well, I, I yeah, I heard your position on the American City, so obviously you weren't going to join Jeff on his acoustic tour upcoming. No, everybody wants to glamorize traveling around the states, but it's really a dump. You go from dump to dump, like Atlanta. Atlanta's a real, um, how it's do you say a, it, Jeff? It's just, shit hole. It's just another Cracker Barrel and another Hampton Inn. It's that's right, Jeff. I got tired of it. I'm fucking tired. Is I got to lug my bags. My luggage and my, my derriere is a lot to carry, Jeff. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, your derriere has gotten considerably smaller. So, I mean, that should be uh, lighten the load, so to speak. Is is there any truth that you were going to going back to Australia to fight for your man, Jimmy T? Because that, that's the one that got away. Is that 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 bloke with the 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 show the 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 show that comes on every once in a while when he remembers the, to sober up and put it on? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, the, the, this is this is one of the co-owners of the PWC, the the thirty sixth podcasting network in the world this week. It's gonna be number one now that I'm on the show, eh? That's for sure. That's for sure. That's right. Everybody come out to, to Walla Mazoo. You should I'm certainly check you. out all the great shows on the PWC, like Hammer Like Hangover, Garden of Doom, some Garden Views. I hear uh, uh, Smack Talk is, is particularly excellent. That's right. Um, hey, 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 in, in about two weeks, we're going to have my own show on there, too. Oh, they would be lucky to have you. They would be lucky to have you. I assume it's not going to be about human wrestling, but mostly about kangaroos and other similar be all kinds of wild i'm gonna cover all the wildlife wrestling bears uh crocs uh uh kangas walla wallabies uh MMA, mixed marsupial arts you're absolutely right jeff if you're available you know since you know i know you do about 20 podcasts yeah if but you're nobody available, you, could, you could co-host with me Oh, I would that would that be my honor, Miss Storm. That would that can would you be wear great. sunglasses while you record. I can, but I don't think I can wear my hat backwards like you do. Oh yeah, that was gonna be my next question. I'm not a I'm not a child of the eighties. I'm more like a child of the seventies. You think WWE gonna take me back? Uh I have no insights into WWE and and there's been plenty of bridges burned and rebuilt again but I'm go out go on a limb and say no I'll see y'all at the Royal Rumble okay I gotta <laughs> run now Jeff Big okay. Jim listen, Cheers. 
it's been a pleasure being on your program, uh, Big Big Jim. And uh, until the next until the next time, okay. That that's that's right. Um, you know, You're all definitely... I want to do is a zoom a zoom a zoom and a boom boom. So shake your rump. Okay, I've got to go uh, eat my veget my Vegemite now. Enjoy See you later. Vegemite. Yep. Thank you. Jeff, wow, that was wild. We we just interviewed Tony Storm. Yeah, where were you? I could have used I, some help there. I um I had to pick up some groceries. <laughs> you had to get a pack of cigarettes. I had to go get a pack of cigarettes. Well, at least, at least this time you came back. Um, <laughs> I'm well, not John Moxley. Yeah, well, we we broke some news there. She left because she wants to do kangaroo wrestling and. Uh, Wow. She was burnt out and uh, and they released her. She has no insight as to why and she fully expects to come back. That that's that's amazing. Um I think that they need her back. I mean, it's going to be hard to count to 30 with all these released women including Tony Storm. Yeah. Yeah, how they're going to build a, a Royal Rumble. I guess they'll have to bring NXT into it again. I think so. Yeah, well, I think that's going to change my predictions for the year. Portia Parada all the way. <laughs> she's gonna, she's gonna hit hit the ground running like uh, everybody else before her. They, they, need, Jeff, they need another Australian sensation. Why do you think? Just to uh, wrap up the Tony Storm conversation, why do you think she decided? If all the rumors are true that she decided to just take her ball and go home, why? Why do you think she's decided? Let's speculate a little. I, you know, there seems to be, listen, I, I, I think that I often ask very typical questions, but I understand or questions that a lot of people should ask or, or are afraid to ask. But I also realize that sometimes I ask questions and just I'm thinking in a way that most people aren't. And that's not good or bad. It just is what it is. I, it's just saying I recognize it. But I am dumbfounded at how few people are asking the question as to, why did WWE say yes? Because they don't say yes. It took them years to yet say yes to Brody Lee. It took them months to say yes to Miroslav Rusev. It took, it, it, you know, the only person they said yes to seemingly quickly was Andrade, and that was at Pain of Charlotte. Everyone else, they release. No, nobody else really asks for their release and get get it everyone seems blindsided by the releases i mean you could tell that some people you know were happy to be released it seemed like mercedes martinez was fine with being released um you know even though she was pissed off about the concussion but nobody when they leave say god bless them for releasing me i mean they all say we were in prison and this kind of shit and whatever um you know and then when you know nine out of 10 of them don't end up getting employed again. I'm sure they wish they were back in that prison again. Does anyone know where Alexander Wolf or Killian Dane are right now? Anyone? Anyone? No, no. You're in Australia. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Ascension, Prisongo. I mean, you know, I'm sure they all have podcasts. Um, <laughs> They're and, all on the PWC <laughs> next, so next year. Where am I going with this fellows? Um, where I'm going, where I'm, that's a good question. I, I, I think that, they said yes because there's something r wrong with her that probably makes the you know she, she and again it may be a serious mental health thing and i want to separate 
people being able to make themselves well and healthy and be safe and secure in their lives versus whether or not you want to employ that person or have to be forced to do so. And I think when they realize that she sort of had a meltdown and they're like, ooh, this is high maintenance and this is a high, you know, we, we, whatever you think of their booking and their storytelling, it is a high level company. It is the major leagues in this particular industry. So I figure they didn't really see that much in her. They probably saw a lot of high maintenance. I didn't really see that much in her either. I did, you know, people saying she's such a great worker. I don't think that most people watch WWE care that much about great work. I, I, I don't think that that could be said in this instance because she was put with, you can't say that she was booked badly. I know that people, that won't stop people from saying it, but right well, off the well, gate, she, she got, listen, everybody's, uh, there's numerous Hall of Famers that have gotten pies in the face. Sure. That That's neither here nor there, but I think, I got two points here. One is, if you think she was booked badly, it's nonsense to think that way because she was in a program with Charlotte Flair in which she got over on Charlotte a couple of times. Yes, she ate a couple pies, but she got over. She's being booked well. Now, I'm not going to say the word strong, but she's being booked well. You're in a program with the champion of all women's champions. Hold on a sec. I have to hit rewind to, to last week. Hello, everyone. This is Steve, and I'm telling that Charlotte put Tony Storm over, and she's going to be a big star, a great big star. Yeah, this is Jeff. I hate everything, and everything stinks, and Tony Storm is going to be Charlotte's valet and butler for the year. <laughs> she's going to beg her. Jeff, are you out of your mind? You're crazy. You're an idiot. This is great. This is they're, they're building a future star this way. If you want to build a star, you got to break them down. And this is how WWE does it. And Vince is a genius. And you're so stupid, you don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Steve. I know I hate everything. And I'm always wrong about everything. But I think that, that this this is really the end for her. I think that she's now on in Jobber City undercard forever. Today. I think that Tony Storm realized that she was in Jobber City undercard forever. I, but if she, I think she, so that brings me to my second point is I think if you are susceptible to reading what is written about you and the booking on Twitter, on social media, Facebook, reading dirt sheets, reading Dave Meltzer, you're going to buy in <coughs> Karen Cross into your shitty booking, quote unquote. And you're going to get demoralized and you're going to buy into whatever everybody else is saying and not what, what WWE wants you to do as a paid performer for that company and start railing against all of it. And so I think I wouldn't be surprised if Tony comes out in a couple of weeks or whatever, shows up on Renee's podcast or shows up on this podcast for real. Um, that she got burnt out by the, gr the grueling touring schedule, didn't realize how demanding it was, plus the fact that it was not what she thought. Not that she, you know, I thought of being a main card superstar as this, and I realized this.
and you know it's unfortunate because i feel like she was booked pretty well in a in a in a strong program with with charlotte and unless we hear that charlotte completely buried her in the back hey she's a sloppy worker she's horrible she doesn't know what she's doing and completely shit on her i wouldn't i would also not be surprised if she said that um i i heard some stuff on that and i can't even remember here who i heard it from and i apologize for this uh because i was on a show with with whoever reported it but apparently the match we saw where with tony storm and charlotte on smackdown a week ago was taped and it was heavily edited apparently they were very unhappy with how that match turned out and that probably does mean that charlotte said i'm not working with this trash anymore this this is this is this is she's you know maybe they said she's not tv ready um maybe she was worried about going back to nxt and and you know i i don't know what it was but it could be it could be that it could be that you're right it's probably a little bit it's probably a little bit of every column usually things are a confluence there's always there's always an estuary where mm-hmm. everything sort of builds up um, and i think it was interesting <laughs> jeff they in in our fake interview you mentioned the fact that hey you knew that this touring is a thing you are an indie performer right you toured i think she does realize that but also indie touring is way different and at times less demanding than the wwe touring because on the indies you're in charge of your own booking right and if you can't make it to whatever walla walla washington uh you're what losing a couple hundred bucks but you're still going to be booked somewhere else wwe you don't make it to the house show on time you're going to get scolded possibly fined and and then also you know whatever demerits come in booking yeah but wwe also has a travel agency and they send you tickets True, but (laughs) true, but I mean, there's just because they send you an airplane ticket doesn't mean that you don't show up on time or you don't think that. Hey, now I've got to get to the air myself to the airport. This is fucking exhausting. I'm tired. I'm wrestling with a sickness. It's not COVID, but I assume these guys are wrestling. Oh, I got a sore throat. I really want to take it off. Oh, but I I gotta fucking be in this match. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of stress for 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 people i i want to say like it goes back to this indie lifestyle of you thinking you're the big shit in indies and you're just another fish in the pond in wwe and i think that mind fucks a lot of people i i mean i can't say you're wrong it just surprises me i mean you know even you know even even college stars in division one sports know that they have to start over again when they get to the nfl or when they get drafted to a you know a a double a baseball team or whatever the whatever the case is so you know you know rookie but you've had you even in in that aspect you've had like prima donnas that have gotten to the nba or the nh the nfl or or even major league baseball and they're like I don't want to fucking stay playing with this team. Trade me the fuck out of this team. Or you're going to put me in the starting lineup. You didn't just draft me number one for me to sit out the entire fucking year to behind this jerk off. Yeah. And and that's why we all remember, 
Ryan Leaf poorly, and we all remember Jeff George as being a dick because of his first impressions. Um, you know, and and there aren't that many of them. I mean, probably the only person I can think of, I'm, well, Jeff George, George had no okay career, but the guy who came in who was a prima donna from day one and, you know, almost achieved enough to, to earn that is Alan Iverson is the only one I can think of that like kept that attitude his entire career probably still has it as, you know, as a middle-aged man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm interested to see what happens and when Tony storm, um, but I will tell you this. I mean, we were very lucky to get um, fake Tony storm here. And um, I oh, think, very lucky. And we were, we were extremely lucky. And I think only um, the audience was more lucky. I only look forward to the possibility of getting additional released superstars on the show as they get announced in 2022. That's just a little, uh, a little taste, a little sprinkling of what to expect from this fine, fine program. Yes, yes. Well, perhaps you should notify your co-host a few days earlier so uh, <laughs> your, your co-host could be a little bit more clever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were clever enough. Uh, okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll find. I guess the viewers can tell us. Um, but Tony Storm was probably the big wrestling news of the week. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of other news. Uh, we had some minor stuff. Very exciting. Sean Waltman announced that his doctors have cleared him to wrestle again, and uh, gratefully, nobody seems to be interested in that. Uh, Alberto Del Rio keeps talking about how great he is and he just can't seem to shut up. He basically said that he's at a great place in life where he doesn't hold any past grudges. And then the next sentence goes rallying off on how he's going to blackmail Paige and get her fired. Listen, if WWE wanted to fire Paige, they would have fired Paige. They have been paying her for years to do nothing. Uh, and and she, you know, she went off on her... You know, her and Thea Trinidad were the two-person two union crew, and nothing came of that. And they still didn't fire her, and she still doesn't do anything. I, I think why, they would, But why? What, do you, what is so special about Paige? I have no idea. I don't even want to speculate on it. I mean, there's things that they could or should do with her. Maybe they always have, you know, maybe they do always have ideas for her, and then they go, eh. Or they get overtaken by events, but there's always an idea. It's always like, yeah, that's up next. So maybe it's like that. I, I, I have a clue. Maybe she's got pictures of Vince. You know, <laughs> maybe it wasn't Xavier Woods. Maybe someone just photoshopped Xavier in there, and it was Vince or Shane <laughs> or, or Linda. Jeff, <laughs> 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 uh, remember mean, when when Ric Flair and Macho Man were were. Um were uh, in in a feud and they rick flair like doctored all these photos of him and elizabeth yeah. <laughs> imagine if that was the case now that's, that's right. Xavier Woods wasn't even there it's just oh, it's mcmahon in fact like, neither was the other guy what, what was her guy what was her the guy's name? brad maddox right brad maddox wasn't there at all he, he's got a bad rap it was actually it was actually a uh, very this is a very angry, rejected Shane McMahon who, who did the releases. Brad was framed. Um, I, 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 Vince is like, you got to replace me with somebody who's available that looks just like me. Ah, Xavier, let's get him. Yes. 
Point being, Alberto De Rio just keeps spouting off every day. He's talking to someone else, uh, you know, and and making news, and nobody's interested in him. He's just maybe we should have him on the show one week. <laughs> you know what? We we probably wouldn't even have to fake it. We could probably actually get him on the show. <laughs> we probably could. Um, it's another week. More definitely not former WWE people being signed by AEW. Uh, so Jake Atlas made his debut on a one of the YouTube shows this week. Jake Atlas, who was cut by NXT, then was signed by Ring of Honor, and then immediately retired, saying his mental health would not allow him to be a professional wrestler anymore. Well, he's now a professional wrestler again, allegedly. Uh, so Jake Atlas and also Mercedes Martinez this week makes her debut. So I guess her stay in impact she served her probation and uh she's been released and uh or freed i should say and now she's in aw playing the heavy for mark sterling and jade cargill so that's fine to divert thunderosa uh we'll get into that i guess a little bit later on but there i also heard a rumor but i didn't see it confirmed anywhere that swerve also was seen at an aw uh taping well, I have not read that, but I did see all these the 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 oh my god and oh it's Mercedes right none of you motherfuckers wanted to see Mercedes Martinez on AEW. Stop fucking lying to yourselves. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing, Mercedes. That's Mercedes Martinez. None of you gave a shit. None of you gave a shit when she was in NXT. None of you gave a shit when she was in the main roster. None of you certainly aren't gonna give a shit when she's on AEW. Yeah, she's playing the same role she was playing in NXT, basically the hired gun. Um, you know, then uh, she turned on Robert Stone, and then you know, I guess she got a concussion and got released. Um, but yeah, she's doing the same thing here. She's she's the hired gun working for Mark Sterling to protect Jade Cargill. Uh, so I expect that's the reason why Jade Cargill will defeat Ruby Soho. We'll see a bunch of tag team matches with Jade Cargill and Mercedes Martinez and Ruby Soho and Thunder Rose and a and a bunch of mixes of those, uh, you know, eventually she'll probably turn on Mark Sterling and then Jade Cargill will knock her out. And, you know, and Jade's going to lose the title to um, Brandy. Uh, well, eventually, eventually everyone loses to Brandy, but, uh, but yeah. You know Jade what I love Cargill. is I love is, and this is, we can segue into this Brandy promo nonsense. Everybody's very critical at this point in time. If we take a picture of professional wrestling right now, people mm-hmm. are angry with Brandy's promo. Not me. That she comes across as fake. She um, does. <laughs> you know what? Before I go into my my, my rant, um, explain why you're okay with her being fake. I have bad taste. I, I mean... <laughs> Listen, I liked it with Brandy and and Awesome Kong was trailing behind her doing the the Eddie Kingston back fist you know knockout blow and collecting people's hair. I thought it was hysterical. I did, you know I, I so heel Brandy. I'm always for heel Brandy. Um, but you like you you said in in pre pre production that you oh, just you buy into the gimmick of this is what she turns up when she wants to be over the top. Yes. Right. She, she, when in Brandy's mind, when she's over the top, like how Damien Priest has this stupid Dr. Jekyll and Hyde thing where it triggers him, where he can't control his own violence. He keeps 
being disqualified in Brandy's mind when she gets when she gets angry and she turns into Brandy Hulk that means that she's going she's supposed to turn into her version of you know shall we say the stereotypical angry angry black woman and that only comes out from time to time and it's particularly silly and cringe uh, because one we know that she created this two that we see her on reality television and on regular television as herself and we know that that's not her i mean she's you know she can that's that's not that's not that's not her real effect that's not her real we, voice we pattern that's, that's, that, that's not her life here's my argument like i don't know brandy from anybody else right i know what brandy per portrays on tv from time to time as the chief brandy officer she mm -hmm. is one persona and when she's in the ring she's another persona right mm -hmm. i imagine vince mcmahon to be the same way when vince mcmahon boardroom vince he is a and when mr mcmahon shows up on the tv he's b but nobody claims that mr mcmahon when he shows up on the tv that he's fake Except for when he put on the do-rag, but I guess this is what that is the equivalency to is Brandy putting on a do-rag and, and claiming to be from the hood. But it, she well, hasn't said any of that. That's almost like, well, she called herself a black bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, but the, maybe that's how she self-identifies, Jeff. All oh, I'm saying, God. all I'm saying is, Jeff, is I, I, we're watching a wrestling show. And in wrestling, I like the fact that you said you could distinguish and separate that I'm watching theater. And in this form of theater, I'm watching Brandy act in this fashion. And I buy into it because I buy into the ridiculousness. Yes, it's so cringe that I accept it. There are certain things, listen, I understand that with a lot of stuff, I'm, I'm horribly inconsistent. And, th and this is one of these because I, I, you know, I like a certain amount of plausible deniability in wrestling. But there's also certain things that I just, it's just out the window. The Fiend, the whole Alexa Bliss thing, it's out the window. I don't need to believe it. I just want to enjoy the ride. It's like a horror movie. I want to enjoy it. Uh, Horrible. It's like when you watch MacGruber, you make a decision. At inception, unless it's the first time you've ever seen MacGruber in your life. So the second time you've made a decision that you're either going to enjoy this shit or you're going to hate this shit. And there's <laughs> nothing that, like midway, you're not making the decision. Like you're either going <laughs> to love it for as bad as it is or you're going to uh -huh. hate it for as bad as it is. I think a lot of people have just decided they want to hate on-screen Brandy for as bad as it is. And it is bad. I have chosen to love it. For, for as bad as it is for early on. I don't know why. Sometimes I'm right when I do this because I, you know, I famously am one of the first people who liked Hilbert Baker. Um, but I I find her all sorts of entertaining. I don't think that what she did is right or believable. I also enjoy just as much that Black Twitter responded very negatively to it. And I understand why Black Twitter would respond negatively to it. It, it's fake. It's disingenuous. It's like she's John Cena doing thugonomics, but he was white. <laughs> you know? um, she's not. So, it, 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 like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe the the, the strange conundrum that it creates. Uh, but it, I, it, I, I, 
from what I've read from people that are black and have seen this, they've said that it seems like Brandy is culturally unaware of the stereotype that she is portraying. And she's completely aware of the stereotype that she's portraying. I think that's what makes it worse is that she, you know, you would think that, that you would not to want to further that kind of stereotype if you think it's a negative stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to get into the debate of, 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 of whether that it, what, what she has done or what has she has portrayed thus far is negative. I think it's up for discussion, but it's interesting. I will pivot here slightly because I, to my back to my original rant, and this is what, where I love that this is going to come full circle on these AEW idiots is AEW fans love to, to say it's all long-term storytelling. It's all long-term booking. And AEW is great at it. And so here you had a segment with Brandy and eventually setting up what will eventually be um, Brandy versus Jade miles down the road possibly months but we will look back when brandy takes this title from jade we will look back at this moment and aw fans will be at a crossroads pun intended of whether they should claim aw's aw is genius booking look at this now look at back at brandy's actions and what she said and they planted the seeds back then, only for her to be the champion now, or light everything, all the booking on fire, and say, "I hate Cody, I hate all, I hate Brandy, I hate all of it." I'm pretty sure the latter is going to happen. So, because, are, you, are you suggesting that it's going to be a black bitch versus that bitch? That's right. Okay. You just did the marketing for it. It's great. Well, I, I think that. Brandy being part of the Cody universe or Cody being part of the Brandy verse, you know, whatever it is, the, let's call them together. That they, that everything that they do is so calculated and so tone deaf and so unaware and, and, and culturally insensitive, despite thinking that they're uber sensitive. And I think that they think that, that, they're playing like an orchestra, like a like a like a fiddle, yeah, like a symphony, a symphony. They think that they're playing a symphony. They think they're writing a symphony, and at the end of the symphony, despite whatever happens, that there's going to be ovation, that, that the crowd is still going to love them. And until they get it right, yeah, they're going to call it long-term storytelling. But the crowd, the crowd, was forgiving of Dan Lambert, who shits on AEW all the time. Sure, it's ironically he's getting paid. Obviously, um, calling her a stripper, calling her a whore—you know, all sorts of yeah. Like things. that seemed a lot more like that shit seemed more egregious and fucking tone deaf than whatever Brandy tried to do, in my opinion. And they're clapping for him. They're 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 playing along with it because Cody and Brandy, but mostly Cody, 
have alienated them so much. That's because Cody's on 10 times more than she is. Um, though it seems like she was trying to make a lot of effort to be on a whole lot more. I've un My understanding is she's been on a lot of the Dark and Elevation matches. I don't watch Dark and Elevation. Apparently, very few people have. The, the numbers have gone down by two-thirds, uh, as we've tracked here over the last year. Um, but it's, you know, it's people are cheering for Dan Lampert and the men of the year instead of Cody and Brandy. Meanwhile, th this whole story, you know, Cody just won the TNT title. And we've already forgotten about poor Sammy Guevara. He's in the commercial picture and picture with, with, with his little written poster boards. Uh, oh, I you... thought you were going to say with Tay Conti. No, she was there. She was there. <laughs> Telling yeah, she's still in the same feud for a year. Um, writing this New Year's resolution to get his title back. Meanwhile, the, the, chat, the first challenger is already Ethan Page. I mean, you know, that doesn't mean that uh, Sammy won't get his title back, but did you hear Brandy talking about him? Did you did he you hear Dan Lambert or Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky mentioning Sammy Guevara? I, I, did we hear Cody mentioning Sammy Guevara? No, I mean, no, it, it, but 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 he's too hot right now, like and hot in a bad way, like he's nuclear, like you don't want to touch him. He was on TV, all is forgiven, all is forgiven. I, <laughs> But he's not your champion in case this fucking other nonsense blows uh, up uh, in we, their we face. We don't know that Sammy did anything on any level that was wrong. In my opinion, he didn't. But in the eyes of some, in case they start panicking and stuff, and it wouldn't surprise me that Tony would, would panic, he seems like the type of guy that's very strung up on anxiety and probably um, anti-anxiety meds that don't fucking work. Um Tony I, I can see a I can see where he's they stripped him of the title saying if this shit goes left at least he doesn't have the title and we can write him off quickly um I, I the, the last thing I have on this is I find it very ironic I was in a wrestling group earlier this week and I saw some people shitting on this and I said just a troll because you know I love to troll Yes, we know that. I said, you don't get it. You don't get Brandy. You obviously need to watch Roads to the Top. And then you'll get it. And <laughs> all knowing that my trolling was a complete um, metaphor for what every AEW fan loves to say. Oh, you, you got to know Fuego Del Sol's journey. You got to know Dante uh, Martin's journey. You've got to know... Lee Moriarty's journey. You got to watch Dark and Dark Elevation. You've got to watch Being the Elite. You've got to watch Sammy's vlogs. So I said, fuck this. Now I'm going to turn the tables. <laughs> and I said, you don't get it because you don't watch Roads to the Top. And they said, I don't need to fucking watch Roads to the Top. This is bullshit. I should just have to watch this. I go, absolutely. I completely agree. <laughs> and some people figured it out and got the got got the uh, the nuance. Others did not. Very few. Very few. Oh, without a doubt. So yeah. I say all that to say, watch Roads to the Top and don't be so angry with Brandy. Okay. Well, that, that's that's fine. Um, Jeff, let's talk about Raw. Raw over the last weekend, WWE got hit with COVID all over the place. I was going to go to this Madison Square Garden show before 
I decided to hold on to my two to three hundred dollars worth of money and not go. And luckily, I didn't because I would have been entertained by a bunch of nobodies and Tommaso Ciampa. Um, apparently, sometime I guess before the MSG show, there's COVID tests going out to everybody, and they find out that Seth has it, and they needed to put a bunch of other superstars in quarantine. Seth Rollins ruins everything. <laughs> and so Seth wasn't at the show. Um, Lashley's not at the show. Big E is not at the show. Becky Lynch is not at the show. Bianca, I think, is not at the show. Mm-hmm. So th- they wiped a lot of people out of this show. And it bleeds over to Raw. And Raw, my God, like, I think they tried their best, but you could see this felt like early, um, um, what's it, um, what was the arena? The, the place where they had the, the show. Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Thank you. This felt like early Thunderdome shows where they were trying to stretch, uh, one hour content into three hours. Everybody had a, had a 20 minute promo. AJ Styles feels like this. No, it doesn't. Stop it, Jeff. It, it, AJ Styles has a twenty-minute promo on Omos. Then he has a twenty-minute promo on Grayson Waller. Like, what the fuck is going on? What am I Wait, watching? We need. We need to. We need to put out. We need to stop right here. What does anybody see in Grayson Waller? What is this? Oh, wait till you get to my predictions. Um, this is a legitimate question. Like, this is. This is. Like at least I knew Dominic Mysterio is Rey Mysterio's son. As as, as stupid yeah. as it is, I understand nepotism is involved. Hook, mm-hmm. I know it's Taz's son. I get you know at least to a certain. Hey, 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 it's not only about Hook Hook being the son. It's also that he's cool. He got. I know he he's, has. He's also he, the father and the Holy Ghost. I got it. He <laughs> he has chips. He's got unkept hair. He it's, does. His hair is spectacular. I I have no idea. Like you wish you had hair like that. Electricity just stays there like that. I mean, he could he could he could fuel a city with that energy. Um, <laughs> listen, we'll get to Hook when we get to AW. I just I don't understand Grayson Waller. I, I I don't I don't get it. Like, yeah, he's sort of clever on the mic sometimes, but sort of clever. Like his oh, moveset yeah. is interesting. He's not particularly great looking. He's lanky. He doesn't really have. He doesn't have a, a build or a look. He, I mean, he dresses obnoxiously, but like the Bucks dress obnoxiously. I I don't understand. Like this this rock this giant like Boba Fett jetpack behind Grayson Waller, which seems to be like bigger than anyone else's. Jeff, I'm surprised by this because I feel like you would own all the shirts that he has. In your closet, I feel like you, at a younger point in life, were Grayson Waller. Well, I was never tall. Without the Australian accent, of of, of course. I was never tall. I was never really lanky either. <laughs> I, I, he had I, the, he had like the the swooped over hair like you do. The mm-hmm. only other thing that's missing is a gold chain that says "goat" and has yeah. drip on it. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jeff. This is this is you. Uh huh. Yeah, we, we definitely both have that vanilla ice Macklemore swag. You know? <laughs> we, 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 we definitely both can be seen popping collars. 
Absolutely. See, I, I knew Grayson Waller would grow. Same word to your mother. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. The Grayson Waller effect for me is either hit mute or change the channel. Oh, my God. I, I'm, in, I'm entertained by him. I was just like, I, I watched this 20-minute promo with him and AJ, and I was like, fuck, they, they couldn't have done this with Buddy Matthews? Like, he would have probably stuck around had he, they'd done this with him. Mm-hmm. And now he's entertained. Now Waller is entertaining. I see him, and I've never seen anything that he's done in, in NXT. And I said, this guy's pretty good. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, th- this was an interesting Raw. In out. Actually, I, what it was mo- more like was AEW, and that, like, even within the show, it was not consistent. Like, Kevin Owens, this was the Kevin Owens show. And that's normally a good thing, except Kevin Owens would was both a hate a face and a heel during the course of the show. And he's only supposed to be a heel. And there was some there was some great stuff in there. I loved how he told Kevin Patrick he doesn't like that name and to change his name. He's got a week to change his name and to think about it. He says, Your name's Burke. And then he took his handkerchief, his kerchief, yeah. pocket square, and said, Give me that. And then he threw it back at him. I mean, all that was fun because you knew he was just making that shit up as as he went along. And it was and it was funny. Um but then we had the embarrassing hurt business stuff where that was stupid. What did I tell you? What did I tell you, Jeff? Last week I said it. Let's rewind. You were gonna do this. The hurt business is, is coming back, Jeff. Fast forward to now. Jeff, the hurt business is back. It only took a week. Literally only because everybody else is in quarantine and they made them look <laughs> stupid. And and an MVP went out of his way to, to say that they're not the hurt business, or at least not his hurt business. But if he want, if they want to talk, he's willing to to listen. He's willing to talk business. So they're the hurt business, but they're not the hurt business. Cedric has a shirt, new shirt now. Uh, Shelton has a shirt. All three of them now have a shirt. This is amazing. This is great for them. I, I mean, this I is to the hurt business, but they're an independent franchise. They're independent contractors from the hurt business proper. <laughs> They're not independent contractors for independent contractors. They right. uh, can we take a minute to just applaud the genius booking of Vince McMahon? He didn't book up book the breakup. He just put them on ice for a minute. Shh. Long-term Nobody say anything. Long term. Thanks a lot, Papa Vince. Good job. All this great segment where if AJ couldn't fight with his giant, he was going to fight with another giant, and he's going to fight Commander Aziz, and then we get from commercial break. And he's going to fight Apollo instead. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. I mean, I, that... I, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Jeff, like, this is what I meant. Like, it felt like one of these Thunderdome episodes where just things were discombobulated. And I just, I got the feeling of watching it like there was just sheer panic in the back going, stretch, 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 whatever. Throw, who's over here? Apollo, go run out there. Go through the curtain. <laughs> Hit his music. Right. It's like, you lost your giant, but me and my giant still present a united front. Oh, my God. I just I just went full from West Africa I, into Zark Heiser. I felt like we had Apollo Crews on the show just for, like, five seconds. And Zark Heiser. Um, <laughs> a, a sensation from last year for one week. Um, <laughs> we, we, we continue to see Otis and Gable losing everything. But we, but we know that they will still get a tag team title match 
they're gonna they they're won, gonna they win the exactly titles. zero matches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Neither one of them will have won a singles match. They as long as every tech. Absolutely, Jeff. As long as they can clear a COVID test, they will win these titles. And things are so bad that they even brought in Eric Bischoff, who's happy enough to take a WWE payday now, because now he's at war with AEW Force. You know, just speaking the truth. But now he's got to show up on, on WWE. Genius. I love that. Also, um, I also love listening to his music. <clears throat> I'm back. I'm better than ever. <coughs> no, his music's good. Um, Face facts. The Damien Priest stuff continues to be stupid, and the Miz and Maurice renewed their vows, and the whole thing oh, was so awkward. Beautiful. I had a tear in my eye. Stupid. What? So bad. This whole thing is so bad. I had the show, a tear in my eye. The, the show was awful, and you know, still my, under my one, kids one love the Miz. I watched that segment with my kids, and and they were like. <laughs> He totally hated Edge. And I was like, thank God. You see, these are my kids. They're like, who's this guy? Why does he look like Santa Claus? <laughs> I said, I don't know. In Santa Claus. I go, he's jealous of the Miz. And that's why he's going to interrupt this lovely wedding. And they like totally crap. were like, this guy's the, he's the bad guy, right, Dad? I go, absolutely. This guy <laughs> is the bad guy. And Miz is the good guy. And I go, these these the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh See, my apple. goodness! If if twenty twenty one couldn't get shittier, Betty White died at ninety nine today. Couldn't I mean I think that I think next month there was a this special is breaking for news. Birthday, yeah. This is live. This is this is uh, December thirty first. It's three o three p.m. I yeah. Breaking news right now. Betty White died at ninety nine. So. It was going to be like a hundred birthday special for her next next month. Oh my god, they should still have it. Is there? Is she a Hall of Famer? A WWE Hall of Famer? She'd be the most worthy person in the WWE. She should be. She She's should be in every be Hall of Fame. Every, without a doubt, just everything. White. We should just replace Betty White with, or replace Donald Trump with Betty White, just for those four years. Just say that she was the president. <laughs> Well, we should probably replace half the things in the world with Betty White, and the world would be a better place. <laughs> Just replace Betty White with a lot of things, in, including in her current state of dead. If she, if half the people were dead, the world would be a better place. Ooh, very Thanosy. That was I, I hear it now. I hear it. It's very Thanosy. Betty indeed. White, holy shit. Um. Yeah. So this this Monday night, mind you, there is everything else in the universe was on reruns. Except for Raw, and maybe there was Monday Night Football. I'm not even sure if Monday Night Football is still on. Um, mm -hmm. Raw did a 1.592, so it went up an eensy beensy bit, but everything trending else, up, trending up. Yeah, I'm gonna buy okay. more stock. Uh, the SmackDown before we touched on it a little bit earlier with uh, our interview with Tony Storm, but Charlotte retained her SmackDown title in on TV, which wasn't a bad match. Apparently, in person, it was a bad match. Um, the Paul Heyman segment on his career being over, I actually thought that that was pretty good. I like the the 5 o'clock shadow that he had going on there. Um, Kayla is definitely the architect. Kayla is definitely the one that, that that's pulling the strings. That's going to be some long-term booking there. Do you think that Kayla will manage Brock Lesnar? I think, yes. I, I, and... She's going to carry uh, Paul Heyman around by a leash, sort of like they used to do with Abyss. 
Oh my God, how amazing would it be if this, the, the pay-per-view's Saturday, right? So mm -hmm. that this pay-per-view, Paul tries to, to, to swerve Brock to get in the good graces of Roman, but we find out that Roman's new legal counsel is Caleb Braxton. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. And that'd be terrific. And Kayla actually, like I said, has Paul Heyman on the little leash and like Brock Lesnar is dressed as kimchi and he's like basically prodding Paul Heyman with the spear. So a la Kamala. It's been a long time, Jeff, since we've had a heel announcer. When was the last time we had a heel announcer? I remember mean, there was a short time that Sean Mooney like lost his shit and became like a heel for like a brief period. Isn't Corey Graves a heel announcer now? Isn't isn't Wade Barrett a heel announcer? Yeah, I guess technically, but not, I mean like a like a heel ring ring like um the backstage guy. Oh, an interviewer. Yeah, it's been a long who time. The, who was the last? One? I want to say WCW probably had the last one. I mean, they're just robots now. Yeah, they are right. Oh my God, I saw Megan Morant mm -hmm. on Raw, mm -hmm. and I her hair same shade. Same mm -hmm. hairstyle. She looked like an exact double of Renee. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, they, I mean, all three of the blondes on WWE, they're interchangeable. There's Mackenzie Mitchell or whatever her name is. There's Megan Schreiber. Morant and, and Sarah Schreiber. I, I didn't know that Sarah yeah. Schreiber and Megan Morant were two different people. I just figured they gave them different names for the different shows. Is that a shark? Is that a shark tail I see it's going on? fucking cat. It decides to just jump all over the place. You and your goddamn pussies. Um, <laughs> so, pussy yeah. Over. So, uh, people are actually thinking that Paul Heyman is quitting, like his career is over, and they don't realize it's a storyline. I, I I don't know what to say to those people, except God bless you, because this, this I guess you're idiots. This is why when they, watch, when they watch WWE, they don't understand that this is booking. But then when AW does it, they're like, they're fucking Tony's a genius. I love this guy. Yeah, N neither company is particularly good at, at long term uh, long term storytelling. But in the beginning, like we thought AW may give it to us. But I mean, they pretty much told us they don't need to do storytelling. I think Tony Kanachik was quoted this week saying, "We don't need to do long term storytelling. We're just we just keep giving people the matches they want to see." All right, at least he's at least he's aware. I wasn't sure that he was that aware that that's what he was doing. He also um, said that about the uh, Jack, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's like, we don't, we don't need to give the people wins. We just want to give them the players that they want to see, like Tim Tebow. Every everybody remembers the Washington Generals. Um, <laughs> oh, that's one of the things Dan Lambert said. He, he said that he uh, no oh no it was Punk who said that uh, we have he said that the that MJF was a bigger waste of con money than Tim Tebow or something like that. That was pretty that's funny. exactly what he said. See, they're self aware. Uh, uh, to an extent, except that's a mistake. MJF is money well spent. Um, so anyway, what else on SmackDown? Oh, Sami Zayn survived the gauntlet. Of course he did. This is, this was a gauntlet for a singles title that was populated by tag teams. Of course, that's what happens when you don't have a roster, uh, you know, or you get some people out with COVID and, and quarantine. You have six people on a three-hour show. Um, anyway. Uh, aside from the fact that it was mostly popular with tag teams and that you had a few, quote, superstars, end quote, who lost matches in, you know, like 150 seconds or less, 
Uh, I actually thought this was sort of fun, the gauntlet match. And yeah, Sami Zayn should have won. He was the 12th person out, which is sort of impeaches his conspiracy theory. That was one of the big problems I had with it. He should have been one of the first people out and survived it to, to further that conspiracy uh, storyline because that's actually sort of funny um, and entertaining. And he plays that sort of aggrieved victim character well. Uh, but he's the story. So anyone say, oh, this should have been Ricochet's time or it should have been, or Sheamus should have won or this would have been in time for a, a young star, whatever. The, the, the story is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's the only one that wants that title and, and God knows Nakamura, you know, doesn't seem to care what he's doing, which is, you know, that's fine because I don't care what he does either. So get the title on someone who will do something with it. Um, and the only other thing I noted from this show, I mean, the, 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 the Christmas match, the Miracle on 34th Street fight was abysmal. That was embarrassing. That was some, that was some serious, stupid house show shit. That was just as bad, if not worse, as Darby Sting Punk against FTR and MJF. Um, but without the horrible face paint? Yeah, but they had a horrible porn of eggnog. So, um, You know what I find uh, uh, ironic? Wait, I, I have one more thought. I have oh, yes, one more ahead. thought. And that is that the, the biggest loser of Jeff Hardy's uh, quitting slash release, quitting whatever is going on, is Drew McIntyre because he is he's not surviving this release very well. There's there ain't nothing there is <laughs> there's no shit for him to do. He's just he's just giving his his sword uh, to other people and just to for them to hold it. That's right. He like gives it to uh, what's the the GM guy? What's his name? Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. He gives it to different people. Who did he give it to this past week? I feel like he gave it to was it the bat, one of the backstage interviewers to just hold. I feel like Ricochet was holding it. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They're not important. You know what came to me the other day was Baron Corbin uh, came to the main roster as the lone wolf. Mm-hmm. And now he's not the lone wolf because he has Madcap Moss with him. Wow, then you're just realizing this like before when he had the Knights of the Lone Wolf and before that when he was with Drew and Lashley and then, you know, he, he was with other sort of heel oh groups. God, you're right. I feel like... He's sort of never been exactly alone. What do I believe in anymore if I didn't... Now, my whole... All but, of he's it not, is, but he's not the Lone Wolf anymore. He's not Happy Corbin colon the Lone Wolf. Oh my God, you're right. I feel like you just told me who Santa was. Like this is ridiculous. Like this. I mean, is... he's he's happy because now he has a friend. Oh my God, we should end the show with just that that part, point of wisdom. <laughs> I'm I'm that sure they all stopped listening about halfway through the interview with Tony Storm. Anyway. Oh please, we gained we probably gained another uh, contingency of Australians who were like, "Hey, look at the look at these two idiots making fun of us." <laughs> What, what they are what they are saying is that you are doing a like a underclass British like Londoner Cockney accent. <laughs> I couldn't break away from the Cockney. As try as I might, Jeff, I just wanted her to be, be have this Cockney accent. Sir, I just, can I have some more, please? Can I have more, like, sir? Are you the awful Dodger? <laughs> I wanted her you, so you bad to just blimey. be like this. Just, yeah, you're saying blimey. I don't know what fucking Australians say. I think they say cranky. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that what the crocodile should, hunter used to say? I'll, next, for the next time an Australian gets released, I will do more research. 
I mean, I I talked to as far as Jimmy. I got in my research was oi and loik. I mean, I talk to Jimmy like every week. You think I would pick up on some of the things he says? He says fuck a lot. <laughs> he also says should have just had her in my opinion. They <laughs> should have just had Tony Storm be like very foul mouthed, right? Like, yeah, I fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> Right. When you're doing an Australian, I think basically what you're basically doing is a rude Canadian. You're on mute, which is probably the best setting. This fucking goddamn cat just keeps jumping in front of the screen. I think it's very fond of you. Yeah, well, of course it is. I mean, listen, I'm a pussy magnet. Yeah, when I was on mute, I said, excuse me, I have to move this beaver. That's right. Well, you remember old well, nobody remembers this, but uh, I think it was Jaja Gabor was on Johnny Carson. And he goes, Johnny, would you like to rub my pussy? He goes, yeah. <laughs> He goes, Yeah, if you would move that damn cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He said, I'd be happy to if you would move that damn cat. <laughs> That's a funny joke. Uh, oh, it's magnificent. It's probably from 1982, and I'm sure everyone will get canceled for. Oh yeah, Betty White dies just days before 100th birthday. This is this is a tragedy. Um, so yeah, WWE TV this week wasn't particularly good. Uh, NXT was okay though. NXT, I mean, still more Grayson Waller, and yeah, we got AJ Styles on there. Hurrah and Riddle actually. Um, actually, this was really weird because MSK, who you know Riddle has been, you know, sort of mentoring and mentoring yeah yeah he's their shaman and he's trying to get them their mojo back so they can get back into the title picture so he does that and he gets them back into the title picture where they're going to challenge and premium for the titles and then he gets into a little war of words with walter so at at new year's evil instead of it being a title match msk versus imperium for the titles instead it's a six-man match with walter and riddle and everyone's like yeah we're getting walter and riddle and i listen i understand it we don't see Walter a lot in the U.S. and we don't see him a lot on, on, you know, on USA TV and, you know, Riddle being on NXT and being with these guys, it can be fun. It's, but what, nobody is saying they had a title match seconds before and you just talked them out of their title match. I, you know, it, I mean, I mean, are they all that stoned? I mean, is, is, is that joke? Yes. That they're all that, that's that stone. So anyway, so we're going to yes. see, you know, but they do seem to be being cheered a little bit more uh, or a lot more than they used to be. So, you know, whatever. I guess it's fun. We'll we'll un- try to enjoy that. Um, NXT was also a little bit of, of a weirdo mix tonight in that for New Year's Evil, we were going to get a triple threat. Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade versus Raquel Gonzalez. But because Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez were fussing a little bit and because Io Shirai said no I want a title match and then Kaylee Ray or whatever her name is says no they went to title match um then Mandy Rose says oh I have an idea how about you guys have a tag team I'll give my team toxic attraction the, the night off so again the challengers to toxic attraction presumably just talk themselves out of a, a title match as well or at least a shot against champions where if they won, they'd be in that picture. Um, and so now they have to fight Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. 
and the winning team would be in the triple threat. So somehow Mandy Rose from our swimming pool unbooked the booked match, rebooked it with possible new entrance in it. And at the end of the story, all that happened is that Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade, sure, with the can we coexist? No, not exactly really, but we still won anyway story. They still won, and so it's the same match. So we just got this throwaway match, and it, and it didn't even start like a big fuss between EO and Kaylee Ray, which at least could have been a side story. Um, just, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's hmm? I don't know if it's your delivery of it or the fact that I've already down my second glass of coquito and it's starting to hit but i didn't follow a word of what you just said except for the fact that you said mandy was in the pool yeah well it might be because i delivered that sort of like brian pillman delivers a promo (laughs) my partner walked into the ring not knowing he was going to walk into the house of black but he walked out of the house of black and he walked into a black mess and then i walked into the ring and I was not going to walk into the House of Black, but I turned around and walked into the House of Black into a black mess. And I am definitely not walking into the House of Black, but now I'm walking to the House of Black. Raw! <laughs> Raw! <laughs> yeah, Brian Pillman basically becoming the ultimate warrior with in without the, the tassels. Yeah. Um, wow. This was a weird week in wrestling booking shows, but NXT, despite those weird things, which may or may have not been COVID related as well, probably were. Um, it was actually a fairly entertaining show. And again, a pretty easy two hour watch. Once again, and NXT did 662, which, you know, do you enjoy? Ago, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Let me not shit on this. Um, so how are the ratings doing now that they're sprinkling WWE guys in? Well, I, 662 is up. 662 is up by like 70,000. Um, and yeah, that, that's, trending up it it was a nice surge for a you know for basically a minor league brand and it is in fact a minor league brand um i mean people might have tuned in for riddle and aj i think though that people tuned in because they're getting the word that it's actually a pretty decent wrestling show again i mean you know other shows are a bit of a mess and however oh, yeah. much people want to pretend AEW isn't a mess, it is a mess. Oh, um, it's a shit show. I, I'm and, so glad. I, my life is way better now that I don't watch it. I do so many things on Wednesday. Well, I mean, you have some of the allegedly best wrestlers in the world who have worked together forever, like Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly working against with – who are they wrestling against? Uh, the best friends? You know, these, these, these guys, five of them anyway – worked together for the last decade basically uh, in in some form or another um yeah and i like how i'm supposed to be really excited that red dragon is back together right whoop de doo right well you know also well AEW let you know how excited you should be when they only played their music for seven seconds and then stopped it abruptly for adam cole's music um <laughs> but this was a sl- this was a sloppy match and I, I know we're jumping all over the place but yeah i, I would commend people to Try NXT again. It, it, I'm not telling you it's great TV, but if you like wrestling, you like a wrestling show with stories and you know sort of a you know a balance of matches. It's there. They have they have a little romance angle. Uh, you know they they have your your you know your backstage insta feuds to sort of further story. I mean, you know everything you want in, in, in silly wrestling. You get you got a little you have Boa who goes 
crazy. He's got the white paint on his face, and then he doesn't realize what's going on a few seconds later, and you see that the, the face paint isn't on him anymore. Uh, it's sort of like Venom. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> but, Jeff, is is there, like, um, yeah, subliminal... No, subliminal... I, well, I know there's cleavage. There's, there's yeah, well, Electro Lopez, Rose. lots of cleavage. You got Mandy Rose doing the cleavage thing. They had the debut of Tiffany Stratton, who, by the way, stunk. She stunk. Shh, hush. We're not talking about that. What I I was asking you is, are there subliminal disses of AEW sprinkled in the show? Because I feel like AEW fans really, really enjoy that when AEW mentions WWE, despite hating WWE. Well, I I like it when they mention WWE and AEW, and I like it when they you know, come close to mentioning AW and WWE. Uh, this episode, I don't think so. If there were, I missed them, which is entirely possible. Okay. Just so, just so the world knows. The I, point is, watch yeah, NXT. Yeah, I, I would watch NXT. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's fun. I don't know there's that much to talk about with it. We've got New Year's Evil. I guess we can do quick predictions. Um, do you have the card? No. Oh, we can do date. All right, hold on. Let me... I, I, well, I, I, have I can tell you, we've got Carmelo Hayes and Roderick Strong in a unification match for the North American title and the Cruiserweight title. Why they're unifying these titles, I don't know. I mean, they should, should shift the uh, Cruiserweight title uh, up to the main roster or have it do all rosters and uh, defend it. Same with the women's tag team titles. But uh, they're unifying it because uh, it saves money. Like they can smelt the title, one of the titles, and get more money out of it. Uh, if you say so, it's, it's, it just seems like a waste. Or yeah, you know, a waste of a prop. Um, I mean, especially if you can't figure out what to do with people like Mansoor and Ali and Ricochet and whatever. Why not have them in the cruiserweight picture and and have it cross? Without a doubt, I agree. I agree with you. They should bring back X Pac. Yeah, there for, you go. just for this to join well, the, the the cruiserweight tournament. You know what? I would be okay with that. That that would be interesting. That that could be fun. Uh, would that prove that Triple H isn't dead and ignored? That that brought back his you know maybe best friend. That's right, and and bring back Fat Road Dog. <laughs> okay. Oh, you uh, didn't know. <laughs> could Billy Gunn work? Scale? Oh. Could Billy Gunn work uh, both shows? And would his useless sons have to work WWE as well? <laughs> the, the ass boys, yeah. That's right. right. Remember when they were on TV like for three weeks straight? <laughs> like, Remember when one of them was like undefeated? Like he had the best wrestling uh, record, and then they had to pivot because. They were like, oh, shit, he's going to have to get a world title match if we keep this nonsense up about the records. Honestly, we should do a segment every week that says, remember when this person was important on AEW television? But I don't know that we could pick one any week. Like, where do you start? Lance Archer, Brian <laughs> Cage, the, the Ask. Dante. QT Marshall. Uh, yeah, where, uh, where's Dante? Leo Rush, where's he been? I, I mean... Powerhouse Who's the other guy? <laughs> Who's the uh, the other guy? The one with the weird name, Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta, right? He didn't even he couldn't even be in the background of the best friends match. They they couldn't even possibly have him there because there's no way they could foresee that the young bucks of Brandon Cutler may can't come come up and they might need some backup. Um, who, what other what other people? The the wingmen were something. The, the Dark Order. Where's the Dark Order been? <laughs> well, you know they dropped each one of them off at their city. 
Like, I mean, we know Miro is lost in a void talking about the Redeemer. So, oh, nobody knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's trapped. In I a think void. at this he, point he's, he's talking about Veer. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, I think he right. He's searching for Veer. <laughs> he's starting to sound like the Ultimate Warrior. He's he's like making less and less sense all the time. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people there, and then people are like, I don't know why they don't push legit Layla Hirschmore. She's five four, four foot ten. <laughs> this is why they don't push her more. She's four foot ten. Oh my god! She's I don't believable. know why they. Who is saying this, Jeff? Nobody is saying why are they push? Why don't they the push? Intranets. Them? Yeah, I hear it all the time. Oh my god! Who are these degenerates? Nobody's the same, asking for Layla. The people who are getting the the people who already have Hook as being the next seventeen time world heavyweight. Oh my champion. god! I need to I need to get back on the internet and start trashing people. This is ridiculous. Yes. Yes, you do. So yeah, Jeff, watch any so, yeah. any additional thoughts on Hook Two? I do. I mean, you know, first of all, this is the most anticipated sequel from early December to uh, late December that I can recall. Hook Two, Electric Boogaloo. All right. So this time they had him wrestle a big guy who let him throw him all the way around, and you know, and then Hook did a no sell of a pile driver or something from a two hundred and seventy pound man. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's great. Listen, Sting does it every week. So, I mean, we're 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 trained to cheer for that sort of nonsense. I've heard people say Taz used to do that all the time. Yeah, but Taz, A, wasn't a kid. Taz wasn't 140 pounds. And by the way, it came out shortly thereafter that everybody who had to sell that for Taz or let Taz do it, they hated it. Um, so maybe it's not something that should be repeated. Anyway. It happened once. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's AEW, and since it got a pop, we know what's going to happen every time he has a match from now on. So prepare, prepare for the dread to come on. That said, I will say these things. Listen, Hook is small. He, he's in great shape, but he's very small, so it's not going to be my guy. This is also two matches with people who were told to do exactly what they were told to do. At some point, he's going to have to sell being hurt. And at some point, he's going to have to lose a match. So we'll see what happens if he can survive that stuff. We'll see what happens if he has to speak. However, up to this point, listen, if you if you are not a sizist like myself, he definitely has a charisma about him, a silent charisma about him. He definitely has a presence. He definitely has a look. He definitely has a connection with the AEW audience. And I know what you're thinking, Stephen. You're right. Big deal. Everybody does. Everybody gets excited about everything in AEW for a little bit. True. Um, but so far, it's fine. I didn't like the the, the no-sell thing that much, but it, I, I didn't find it particularly offensive. But that's because it's Bear Bronson. These guys are nothing, Bear Bronson. Is, is, is he going to do the same thing next week to Brock Bronson or Mountain Bronson or whatever they get, Boulder Bronson, whatever his name is? Yeah. Bronson uh, Reed. Bronson Reed, when yeah, when he gets to the when he gets the the three hundred and thirty pound guy, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll just see how the story plays out. But you know, it's fine. I just want to remind everyone that while Hook keeps going on TV, people like Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs, all these other giant superstars that you were telling me were going to be champions within a year, aren't on TV, and some of them aren't on TV consistently. I mean, where's Andrade? I mean, this is like, where's Waldo? You can pick whoever you want. I think so, I've seen Andrade more in Charlotte's Twitter than on AEW. It's good that those kids could work things out. I'm I'm upset. I know you are. Sh- should have been me. 
I know you love Andrade. I hate him. I, 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 uh, you and he would make a handsome couple. Just, I'm so jealous of his rugged good looks and suave debonairness. Debonairness, that's right. It's great when Tony you can Storm turn a taught, French word and make it English. Tony Storm taught me that. <laughs> Oi. <Yeah>. Oi. Oi. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, does Hook, does it, you know, I know your size is about Hook. Does the fact that because of his hair, um, the height of his hair makes him at least, um, hold on, I'm, I'm sizing him up right now, seven feet one. tall. Yeah, definitely. The hair, no, he, he has spectacular hair. So when he has his hair quaffed up like that, he's almost as big as probably your favorite wrestler, giant uh, Gonzalez. That is correct. All of that was correct. Every part of that <laughs> sentence was was 100% correct. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, if you want, you know, if you go to like a karate exhibition and like the seven, you know, the, the, the sensei comes up and has like one of the white belt students just stand there and just perform moves on them. And mm -hmm. you think that that's great. You know, as long as they execute the moves well, then you're getting what you want because that's what's happening here. I mean, the, the, the people are just letting Hook do whatever he wants. He's not, there's not a match, there's not a story, there's no, there's, there's not choreography, there's just him doing moves. And you, but he's doing them well, that's what he's asked to do, that's how it's booked, you know. But I'm just saying, at some point, when he gets hit, he's going to be hurt. At some point, he's going to have to fight from below. At some point, you know, he's going to have to lose a match. And you know, I, I I don't know that a house of cards this thin can can take even that slight kind of pressure to survive, especially when there's 239 other people vying for basically the same position. Jeff, when he gets hurt, we all get hurt. Yes. There is not a big history of Team Taz having long-term success. No. Except what? He has himself on commentary. That's that's Taz complaining in the background. Yeah, I know Taz. Taz, Taz is no fan of mine, which is fine. Um, um you want to yeah. talk about? Do you want to go back and talk about these? Um, oh no, I feel like we have other predictions. We've got uh, day one predictions to discuss. Well, we've got day one, we've got New Year's Evil, and, and I think we also have to have our end of, you know, our 2022 prediction. So I think we should just march through uh, the, the week in wrestling real quick. Um, I think we, I mean, I feel like we captured most of the stuff. Let's talk about, let's just do these predictions. Okay. All right, let's talk about New Year's Evil, and then let's get into day one since that's a bigger one. Um, let's talk let about. Say one thing about, though, the COVID stuff. Because around yeah. the same time, WWE announced that they're stopping mandatory testing. I that wasn't, hold on a second. I didn't see that legitimately reported anywhere. I saw it was, some, reported. It was reported everywhere. I don't. I don't know that. I what it's, ringside news is not uh, everywhere. Everywhere reported. I think. I think WWE posted it, and they posted because the CDs that they're just doing the CDC and OSHA guidelines. But like what people, you know, first of all, there's also a PR department in a, in a publicly traded company that says, yeah, that's a bad look. Now, maybe the PR department and the legal department got into a fight about it. The legal department said, listen, 
we've decided the best practices follow exactly what OSHA's CDC says, and we're not going to stray from that. We're not going to do less, and we're not going to do more. And PR said, this is a bad look. They said, we don't care about that right now. Um, and and I have a feeling that's what's ha what's happened because, you know, I was going to, my first of all was going to be that OSHA standards and um, CDC standards are the minimum guidelines. It's, 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 you know, minimum safety. It's not the maximum. You can always do more. Um, but sometimes you get in trouble being a Samaritan. But also OSHA is for an occupational workplace safety uh, type of thing. Okay, this is a, you know, so that applies to WWE headquarters. It really doesn't apply directly to even the performance center except for staff. And it really doesn't apply to the, the people who, you know, meet at one o'clock in the afternoon in an arena uh, to do walkthroughs of the show because they're independent contractors. All of that, take it on the side. I think it was a really bad look and a really bad timing, very tone deaf. Right after you announced all these people were quarantined and segregated and all these shifting of shows. And, and frankly, we're not sure what's going to happen with day one and a bunch of other things to come, depending on people's health and who gets infected and who doesn't. Uh, and then you decide that it's a good idea to announce that you've shifted your requirements. You don't even need to announce it. Just, I mean, or, or delay it. Say we were going to follow the CDC and OSHA's uh, guidance changes. But in light of what's going on, we've decided to take a, a, a more cautious approach. But WWE, they don't care. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I agree. They don't care. But I think the the pivoting is because the minute you find out whether somebody is positive, whether they are asymptomatic or not, you have to put them in on the shelf um, and quarantine. And I think what, what happened here was Seth probably was showing no symptoms and because they were going to Madison Square Garden and everybody that walks into New York City uh, indoor facility has to be tested or vaccinated ahead of time, um, I would imagine that's the reason that they found out. And because then that starts the dom the domino effect of well then who was seth with the last five to seven days oh he was in the ring with x y and z therefore x y and z now need to be quarantined um or tested and i think if you know if you're proactively testing people like i have this issue at my job right now with a spike in the numbers more people are being tested for whatever reason i'm gonna go visit my grandma for christmas i need to go get a test to get on the plane or i need to go get a test because aunt flo doesn't want me to walk into christmas dinner without a test proving that i'm negative i think people are taking these tests they are not symptomatic at first at taking the test and coming up positive and that requires employers to put those people on the shelf until uh, the quarantine period is over. And I think that's hard for WWE because they, for anybody, actually, I mean, heck, I was just recently on a road trip and I went to McDonald's and they weren't, they didn't open the doors. Everybody had to go through the drive-thru because there was only three people in the whole building. 
and this was lunchtime. So, um, you know, what do you, what, what can you do at this point? Like if the, when you know, you have to take action. And I think right now for WWE, ignorance is bliss. Do you feel sick? No. Okay, fine. You're great. I, I don't, I, I mean, I think like WWE, I think like everybody, to be frank, nobody really knows what to do because, you know, no matter what anyone's done, this shit seems to get through in pretty much every country except maybe Israel where the people are on their fourth shot already. Um, so, you know, again, that's why I think that their legal department went out and said, we follow the CDC and OSHA guidelines. When they make a change, we make a change and we tell the world we're doing it that way. If we're ever sued, we have this 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 chain of public statements that follow that basically come out two hours after the CDC and OSHA and, and the Department of Health or whatever. Whatever they say, we do the same thing. We adopt it and say, hey, we just did what the federal government told us to do. That's uh, right. And they said that that is our that is our safe place. And frankly, whatever else we do, who knows what the results are going to be. And I can't say that they're wrong at this point. Um, you know, whether it's because we botched this as a as a species from day one, whether it's because we refuse to wear masks and maybe we should, whether it's because nothing can beat this shit. I don't, you know, except having it and surviving it. I don't know. Jeff, you're making a lot of excuses for what we've already discovered is the real reason for COVID. And I will say it here now. I will say it again in future episodes. Brandy? There's no, uh, there's, there's, there's scientific proof that before AEW, there was no COVID. But <laughs> after AEW, there is COVID. You do the math. All right? Uh-huh. It's scientific. It's just like that don't look up movie. When, when did it's the Hammerlock so Hangover start? A year ago. We started this because of the pandemic, Jeff. Oh, we okay. had, both of us were bored with our lives, could not go out of the house, and we said, fuck it, let's start a podcast. Whoa, and this whoa, is, whoa, whoa. I've never enjoyed going out of the house. Well, there you go. Then your dream, your, your dream became a reality because I apparently could not leave, and I said, I need some social interaction. Let me talk to Jeff every week. <laughs> Right, great choice. <laughs> and now we look at all the friends we've made. So many friends along the year in these, what is it, sixty-five episodes that we've done so far? Sixty-five weeks, Jeff. And now we've we've gotten so big that we've got fake Tony Storm on our show. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good point. All right. So yeah, uh, I'm not going to do math because math makes my head hurt. So. All right. Other news of the week. Uh, Brad Shepard made some news today, this week, where he uh, sort of went overboard on criticism of like someone had a Brody Lee fan art thing, which was basically borderline, you know, uh, religious art. And, you know, basically Brody Lee looked like Jesus. Isn't that weird? Sure. Does it look like, you know, things I've seen before in other fandoms where you make the, the person that you're a fan of look, you know, like Jesus or, or something else, you know, religious? Anyway, he, he said something like, um, you know, uh, that was that that's that's he said something like to the effect that what a crazy piece of art to ha- have over a overrated mid Carter, you know, who died tragically too young. I mean, yeah, he tried. tried. And, and where is the lie? It's just unnecessary. And I mean, and. 
I don't know. I mean, you know, we, people can argue whether he was overrated or underrated or not given enough opportunity. It's just like, who cares? The, 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 guy, the dude is dead. And, you know, is the picture of any wrestler as Jesus weird? Yes. Yes, it is. If you have that in your house, you're a little bit odd. Your, your fandom is too strong. That said, if your fandom is that strong, you're not listening to my words as rational. Um, so, but I, I don't know why he said that. So anyway, he, he had got some backlash. Yeah, he got take down my picture of Sasha Banks. Yeah, he got booted off one of his networks. Apparently, I, I don't know. And you know, I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, this, listen, I'm not, I, I don't know Brad Jumper from a hole in the wall, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't really feel like he said anything out of line. It's his opinion, but you know, everybody's, you know. Everybody wants to re rewrite history. So let him, I guess. Well, everyone gets glorified in death usually, but um yeah, it just it just seemed like an unnecessary shot that he took. But I think he I mean, I think the thing about Brad Shepard, and again, I don't really know him that well at really at all. I think he does that on purpose to I think he's sort of like a shock jock. I think that's his thing, is to say things that are outrageous and feed off the hate so i, I guess mission accomplished it's just uh, mm-hmm. uh i guess he wasn't expecting to get you know deplatformed from a couple of networks is this an improper time for us to for me to say that uh betty white was rather mid <laughs> you're saying that she was the worst of the golden girls <laughs> well you know estelle getty was i feel she's underrated i feel you don't uh Really hear much about her because she's overshadowed by Betty White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty White was like the Tully Blanchard. <laughs> Rue McClanahan was definitely Flair. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, uh, B. Gaddy was definitely uh, um, D. Malenko. B. Arthur. Uh, no, B. Arthur was definitely Barry Windham. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> Oh my God, we've covered a lot in this episode, and we're not even to predictions yet. Yeah, let me just quickly do ratings, and then we'd let's just do predictions. Uh, Impact seventy nine thousand, SmackDown one point nine seven two, down by like four hundred thousand. Rampage actually d- did all right. Uh, your your predictions were wrong. So are mine, by the way. Rampage did five hundred eighty nine thousand. You know, what? I don't think the spoiler hurt it at all. I think the spoiler helped. I think people tuned in to see the spoiler. Which, yeah, by the way, was proven twenty-something right. years ago when Eric Bischoff tried to spoil Mick Foley's title win. Um, Rampage continuing to get those young demographics. Uh, everyone likes to laugh. NXT's average is like sixty-four years old. Well, Rampage is, was forty-three. Um, so, is that younger? Yes. Um, is it young? No. Uh, Dynamite down under a million again, nine seventy-five. Not terrible, but you know, again, probably. Uh, Disappointing given that that they thought they were back on an upswing. MLW did not run a show this week. Last week is up to 65. Two weeks ago up to 92. Dark, uh, this week 298. Last week 311. Uh, or that might be 317. I'm not sure. Uh, two weeks ago 339. This week Dark Elevation 275. Two weeks ago 237. And three weeks ago 255. So Elevation is, is really the least successful of the shows. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's the week 
that's that's the the news of the week. So yeah, I guess we can do day one, New Year's Evil, and then the prediction categories. There you go. Let's talk about New Year's Evil predictions. Let's start with Styles and Waller. Um, who do you have here, Jeff? Styles versus Grayson Waller. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Styles. I mean, he, he's the superstar. Grayson Waller shouldn't win their first match, you know, unless he's got a, like the entire Chase University campus attacks AJ Styles. I agree. I think Styles wins this. Um, I don't really see them having to pull the, you know, fuck finish with almost interfering i don't i don't think that's necessary here but we'll yeah, not on nxt they, they, they can do that on wwe cards exactly next up riddle and msk versus imperium i think that the this this is going to be another feel-good win i mean just just like where the face wins aj's the face i think that the uh, riddle and msk win msk hasn't hasn't had a match in two months so yeah, they, they've got to win. Um, it, it's weird to bring Walter in to take the L, but well, he doesn't have to take the L, but his but his team will take the L. All right, Carmelo versus Strong. Well, sadly, Roderick Strong was not released before Christmas, so I lost the bet to the, the technician. Um, but. I think that he loses his belt now and Diamond Mine turns on him. Um, so uh, Carmelo Hayes is the next. Roderick Strong is all of the yesterdays. Carmelo Hayes gets the win. All right. I agree with you. So far, we're in agreement with a lot of these. So I'm going to have to switch one of these up later. Maybe we'll, we'll mix it up here. We've got... Um, Uh, Cora Jade, Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose is retaining this title. I think this is the last time that we, or it's the beginning of the the last few times we see Raquel Gonzalez on NXT television. Mm, I agree with you. I mean, I agree with you, but I want to say that I'm I'm gonna because we've agreed on everything i i think you you're right that mandy's gonna win but i'm gonna go off the rails here i'm gonna pick cora jade to win does she turn heel does she hit raquel with the skateboard no she's just gonna win straight up as a face i think there's gonna be some fuckery between the two heels that that cora jade slips in and gets the win and get yeah. wins the title that's been her trademark. So I feel that's what's going to happen. All right, last match. Chiampa versus Breaker. Chiampa. Oh, you're picking Chiampa? No, I, I'm not picking Chiampa. The weird thing is that Chiampa <laughs> and Pete Dunne have been on tour. You know, so Chiampa's been defending the NXT title against Pete Dunne and, like, nobody's seen it. Um, or at least not on But TV. everybody says, it, it. oh, my God, such a great match. I would love to see that match. Well, that's the thing. Usually when they do house show matches that aren't really talked about on TV, it's usually so that they can test them out for TV and a pay-per-view. So that is making me think that maybe they think it's too early for Braun Breaker still. Uh, it would be weird for Braun Breaker to get two title shots in two months and lose them both. 
And WWE certainly doesn't make sense logically. So relying on the logic of the past for the future doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. We also know that Peter Poppins or Petey Poppins is in a program with Tony D'Angelo and and not Ciampa. So whenever I try to make sense of, of WWE and talk myself into something that makes sense, I'm always wrong. So I'm just going to go with Braun Breaker wins the title and we officially start NXT 2.0 in 2022, all twos. I agree. Breaker's going to win. So I'm going to be paying close attention to Rose, Jade, and uh, Raquel. Not just because I usually watch their matches with my pants down, but for other reasons. There we go. Um, Let's talk about day one predictions uh right now as the card stands yeah right now this this was a fairly intriguing card (laughs) i'm not i'm not sure what survived on paper it's still a good card as long as these guys can i guess be cleared to wrestle let's start with it is tuesday evening we don't have any new information it's almost four o'clock and i've been checking twitter from time to time Let's start with this undercard, Cesaro and Ricochet versus Ridge Holland and Sheamus. (laughs) Unless they're planning to make Cesaro and Ricochet into tag team contenders, I don't see any reason why this is just not another time for either one of these famous pin eaters to eat a pin, probably Ricochet. Mm. I don't know. I feel sorry for Ricochet and Cesaro, so I'm going to pick them. I feel sorry for Cesaro. I, I think he should be taking Matt Hardy's place with Drew McIntyre. Mm, that's good. That's a good. That's a good. Good idea. Let's see. Speaking of McIntyre, let's do McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. <laughs> I mean, obviously McIntyre is beating Madcap Moss, and you know, and there'll probably be some attack afterwards by Baron Corbin, and then his next feud will be Baron Corbin as well. All but right. He's going to need a tag team partner for that. Ooh, who do you think is going to be the tag team partner? Ricochet. <laughs> I just said it. Oh. Um, RK Bro versus the Street Profits. There's no reason for RK Bro to give up their tiles. They're one of the only acts that's working, and it seems something that Vince McMahon enjoys. So, And the Street Profits, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. I don't think RK Bro needs the titles anymore. I think they lose them to Street Profits here. Wow. Okay. Um, you're gonna pick RK Bro. I sure am. Um, Usos versus the New Day. Jesus, I, I mean, it's so painful that we're we're still seeing the Usos versus the New Day, and the Usos are starting to get like Ric Flair. They lose every match except for the title matches. Um, I see no reason to break up the whole Roman Empire thing just yet. Um, and I also think that if the Usos lost, it would be too much of a clue into what's going to happen with the main event. So uh, I'm going to go with the Usos. Nobody needs to see the New Day with titles any longer. Then again, nobody needs to see the Usos with it. But I don't know. Usos have been doing a lot of losing on TV. Roman's not getting mad at them anymore for losing. So, you know, I think I think they pay their penance by losing on TV and they keep their titles. 
So they're so they lose but keep the titles? No, I think well, I guess that's a possibility, but they, they retain the titles. Okay. I think they win. I, I think that they win, they retain the titles and they win. I think Mostly the New Day I don't wins. want to see it be like a DQ loss or, or something like that. And there's more New Day versus the Usos going forward. I see the New Day winning, but the Usos, uh, you know, keeping the titles. Edge versus Midge. Midge. Edge versus Miz. <laughs> Edge versus Midge. Um, Edge is going to win. Um, you're picking Edge. I'm going to pick Miz because I don't think we get to Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix if there's not some sort of fuckery here. I could see this being a disqualification where Maurice hits Edge in the nuts and Miz either gets disqualified or gets the win from that, which gets Beth involved. Mm -hmm. So you're sticking with Edge. Yeah, but but by a you know it might be a DQ win. Okay. Like he he wins but loses. Got it. Okay. So you're gonna say that Miz and Maurice cheat, but they get caught cheating. Yeah. Like James Addiction. Been caught cheating. Been caught cheating once when I was five. Um Becky Lynch versus uh Liv Morgan. <laughs> Becky Lynch. Liv, Liv, by the way, she should also quit and she should go with Tony Storm. Bex, I agree. Bex is going to win. I really need her to break this chick's arm. Like, I need her to make her look like such a baby face. I need Becky to heal it up big time. I'm, that's what I'm be, I'll be looking for. Okay, with a breaking her arm, like Pentagon used to break arms in Lucha Underground, but it wasn't putting anyone over. It was just breaking their arms. I think this this would be a great opportunity for her to do that, um, and put over Liv Morgan as a babyface. Yawn. <laughs> um, Biggie, Seth, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, Fatal Four Way match for the WWE Championship. I don't know much about this match. What? I don't, have a, I don't have a big feeling for it. The only thing I do know is they're doing all this shit with Lashley so that he doesn't win the title. So I'm I'm positively crestfallen about that. Um, Kevin Owens actually would be fun and interesting. Uh, Seth, definitely not. Nobody's interested in Seth. Um, except you. I, given... The circumstances, I don't see any reason to take the title off of Big E. I, I don't think that they're that into anybody else. The show stinks. They put their their machine behind Big E. I think they're going to let it ride a little bit longer and see how they do after Monday Night Football is off with, uh, with Big E. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, you know, obviously, I would love to say, oh, it's definitely going to be Lashley. This is a swerve. The Hurt Business is going to be together. This is great. Or Kevin Owens is going to scheme and and connive his way into a win, and he's really deserved it. He's been like a one-man show. I mean, we just know he re-signed his contract so that he could have more time off, so that doesn't seem very likely. So, yeah, my prediction is Big E. My hope is it's still Lashley. 
I'm I'm going to make two picks here if I can. Sure you can. I'm if you're, you're Seth, a minority partner of the show. If Seth is cleared to proceed Small. with this match, a bit part. If Seth if Seth can be cleared to wrestle if he is COVID free or whatever, uh, not contagious at this point in time, and cleared to wrestle on Saturday, then he will walk out the WWE champion. However, if he will not walk out WWE champion, then I am going to, if he can't wrestle because of COVID, I'm going to switch my pick to Ricochet. No, just kidding. I'm going to pick Kevin Owens. Rikishi. Rikishi is going to come back. Hey, brother. Um, <laughs> we're just hitting all bad impressions this, this episode. Roman versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Betty White. <laughs> Roman with the Paul Swerve. I agree. Roman is going to pick. I mean, Roman is going to win. And that's my pick. So that's day one predictions. Let's quickly recap our predictions from 2021 and see what we got right and what we got wrong. And then let's do a little bit of 2022 predictions. So Jeff, um, I guess we'll let, let's go back and forth. One of my predictions of last year was retribution will be saved. I was dead fucking wrong about that one. Yeah, you doubled down on that one too. I did, right? You had Eli Drake having a good year. I'd say that I was probably right about that, though. I'm not really sure where he's been the last month. Maybe he's one of the COVID kids. Mm. You also had Hammerstone will explode. He, he sort of has. I mean, he's double champion. He's, you know, so, yeah, he's, I mean, he's the star of his brand. He's eclipsed Fatu. Uh, he also re-signed with MLW. We talked about that last week. So, you know, that, you know, I think that tells you a lot about the wrestling market landscape writ large. But, yeah, I, I think more wrestling fans than not now know who Hammerstone is now. Like he's probably like a few years ago when people were like, Oh, we love Riddle. We love Joey Janela, but they never actually saw Riddle or Joey Janela. I think there's a lot of people that they're like, Ooh, Hammerstone. All right. I'll give you that one. So far you're beating me here. My prediction was CM Punk will come back, but I also said CM Punk will come back to save retribution. <laughs> so that was half a point i guess huh? um i also said lana will win the raw women's title i was dead wrong about that one you had josh woods and shane taylor are going places which <laughs> technically they are i guess so i guess that's a check for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly sure was the way I intended. And Josh Woods, as far as I know, I think he had two appearances on AEW Dark. So um, um, I probably lost, uh, you know, like Colt Cabana or something. Mm -hmm. You hear you had James Storm is going to WWE. That is your first X. He is not in that. WWE. No, I'm not. I don't even know where he is. And here is my first check. I said. I really went out on a limb here. I said, Moxley will not be around, which 
He's not. So that's a check for me. <laughs> Moxley is not around. It is. You drove him to drink. <laughs> um, I said Raquel will be a breakout star. Um, how do you feel about that, Jeff? Is she a breakout star? Has um, she broken out? I mean, I think she definitely was the first half of the year. Then when they tried to make her a face and the feud with Dakota, it, it really felt like she fell back down. The stuff with the motorcycle was awkward. Um, I feel like she's getting her mojo back a little bit now where she's got a little attitude where she's in a fight with the, you know, with Cora J with the, with the young one. Um, that, that seems to be her thing. If she's is like, if she's like fussing with like a, with a, a small woman, that, that seems to be her happy place. Um, I think she's proved herself to not be particularly versatile character wise, but I still think that her trajectory is good. I think she needs to be repackaged. Um, aesthetically like her ring gear is is a little bit weird that whole thing she does where she wears a belt backwards and like does the most muscular with her back like her the lat spread like she, it's not like she's like cut or anything i mean she's a big impressive looking specimen but it's not like she's jade cargill um yeah i i think that i think we're the raquel was a star but you know like like Eli. Say no more, Jeff. I just checked it off. That that's a check for me. You Barrett. said Ricochet. It's do or die time. Well, I was wrong because I mean he's still on the roster. I mean he's one of the few people. So I, I, I guess you could argue that either way. He's he has done, uh, but he's he he certainly didn't die. But he's you know, I mean, the the roster went from like two hundred and fifty to like. 45 in, in the last two years and Ricochet still in the bottom 20%. So I, I, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. I'm going to mark that as an X. They got that wrong. You said yeah. Zia Lee is on the main roster. You were right about that. Yep. Um, I had Darby Allen will break out that, uh, that seemed to be right. Yep. Um, I also had Keith Lee will win. Gold at WrestleMania, that's a big old X. Well, I had him as a breakout star, so that was a big X, too. You did. Um, you also had Karrion Cross uh, will be a breakout star on the main roster. That's a big old X. That's a big X, X two X's, yeah. Yep, and you also had Bronson Reed has a place. Now I wanted to discuss, um, you were implying that he has a place on the main roster. I wrote he has a place on unemployment. So... Wow. You're closer to right than I am. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to me. Um, I said Goldberg and Bianca will win the Royal Rumble. I was half right on that. And I said Roman will retain a WrestleMania, which he did. You had a couple extra... Um, picks you said will retribution be saved you said no you were right um you said nobody is better than Pac. i don't know if that's true and you also said wardlow will have a big year wardlow i guess he did not have a big year i feel like every aw pay-per-view you're like this is the one for wardlow <laughs> I would say that Wardlow is like LA Knight, where I think he had a good year. He just it's it's not the breakout thing. I mean, it's very difficult to break out in, in AW, but 
Um, you also said Murphy will be wasted. Indeed. Um, that came true. NWA will be bought and raided. That did not occur. Did not. That did not happen. Um, and then we played a game of will these people stay out of jail in 2021? Teddy Hart, Adam Rose, and Paige. And I think we all agreed that Paige, yes. Adam Rose, yes. Teddy Hart, no. Yeah, I think Teddy managed to stay out of jail most of the year, if not the entire year. Um, Paige, yeah, as far as I know, didn't do a day. Uh, good for her. Um, and who was he on? Adam Rose? I have no idea. No clue. Neither do I. Um, and, and I didn't care to follow up because I didn't think anybody else cared about Adam Rose to follow up. Um, releases. Yeah. Go ahead. The ones you got right. You predicted Bo Dallas correctly. Liv Morgan. Oh, no. you That was Liv was a, a big one. Liv, you got wrong. Mojo Raleigh, you got right. Iconics, you got right. I predicted Tucky. Those were our releases. Am I missing anything, Jeff? Uh, I predicted that some people would would still be in wrestling. ACH, Matt Cardona, and Leo Rush, and they're all still in wrestling. That's right. Let's see if there's any other notable ones here. I mean, I did say that um, Edge and Ray would be injured this year, and they weren't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, here, I think, in, in that same category, we played a game with um, Drew Yari. Will these people be in wrestling? Enzo, you said no. I said yes. Cass, you said yes. I said no. Cardona, we know is yes. Uh, ACH, we had both agreed. Oh, no. The question was, will ACH last a year? Which we both said no. Leo well, he Rush. Last the whole year. He, he left for a while and then came back. Leo Rush, we said, will he last a year in wrestling? And we both said, All right, or maybe will he last a year not in wrestling? I can't remember. We both said yes. Ascension, um, AOP, I don't really see any big ones. Rhonda, you said no, she will not come back. I said yes, I got that wrong. So, Jeff, let's get into our 2022 predictions. Got some big predictions for 2022. Why don't you kick us off, uh, Jeff? Well, do you want to do categories or just general predictions? Um, I have categories, but as far as like, let's say who will win the Royal Rumble, who will, you know, who will headline WrestleMania and um, releases. But yeah, let's just start with general. Um, Well, I think as far as winning the Royal Rumble, I think that Bianca is going to win the Royal Rumble again. I think that that's how she's going to get her revenge on Becky. That's going to be the long term arc there uh, on the women's side. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, my thought is Rhea Ripley will win and she will headline WrestleMania against um, the SmackDown champion. I think that they are going to build to Becky versus uh, Becky versus Bianca for WrestleMania, but I don't think it's going to be through the Royal Rumble. 
I see. Um, in the Men's Royal Rumble. All right. I'm going to sound like such a shill and such a homer here. But Lashley. All right, Lashley. One last time. You know, what I think would be interesting is if Lashley wins the Royal Rumble and he says, I want something more than the title. And he's like, I want Brock Lesnar. And that's how he, how they get to Brock versus... Um, I want Brandy. I want... <laughs> if you win the Royal Rumble, you're going to win... You're going to get Brandy. That's right. I challenge Brandy. Um, Bianca. So you got Bianca's two-time. I'm going to say Rhea. Um, the men's winner. This one is going to be... This one's tough. Who do I see facing either Roman or insert wild card here? I want to say... I got a feeling they're going to go with somebody that is... Um, of the old, an older guard member. I don't think they're going to go with somebody new anymore. I would imagine... I'm getting the feeling... That if he doesn't win this title at day one, he's gonna win the Royal Rumble. Don't say Seth Rollins. Don't say Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins. Seth Rollins will win the Royal Rumble. Yes, that that would be the least entertaining result. So that sounds right. All right. Do you want to go to WrestleMania? Do I want to go to WrestleMania? If you're paying, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying. Uh, who do I think will be in the main events? Yeah, who will main event WrestleMania for the women? Well, I mean, I just said Bianca, and uh, the story is to face Becky, so I think it'll be Bianca versus Becky on the Raw side of things. On SmackDown? Oh, my God. Um, I uh, can't think of... Uh, uh, is... is Sasha still on SmackDown? Yep. I don't know what her filming schedule is. Bailey should be back by then, also. Right. And we do we know what brand Asuka's on? I believe she got. I don't think we know yet. She's like in that free agent category, but I, everybody's assuming she's going to be on SmackDown. I think that we see Asuka and Charlotte. That wouldn't be bad. I love it when they, they mix it up. I know you do. So excited. I'm agreeing with you as far as Bianca versus Becky is concerned. I think there's going to be a three-way for this SmackDown title or maybe even a four-way. I can see Charlotte. I can see Sasha. I see... Um, Bailey, and my pick to win is Rhea Ripley. Okay, there you go. Um, what about the men's? Um, so I have Lashley winning the Royal Rumble. Mm hmm. 
I guess it depends on the status of Brock's contract, but I think if we had just seen, I don't know what the resolution of it's going to be, and it's WWE. So I, why am I getting creative? I think it's going to be Brock and Roman again. Um, maybe they'll switch, you know, some of the background characters. Um, and uh, Lashley, um, I'm just not sure who he'll be facing for the Raw title. I, d- I don't think the Big E will still be the champion when that happens, by the time that happens. So not Big E. Not Big E. Um, now, it may be... Biggie's still in the picture, so it may be a triple threat with Biggie and I don't know. Ah, let's just say Lashley and Edge. And Edge. I was going to say, what do you think about Edge? Um, I'm going to pick Roman versus Seth. I think there's a. If they can't get Roman versus The Rock, I think they're doing Brock versus Roman way too much. And I don't think that's going to sell you tickets at WrestleMania, but a, his, a, a history lesson of Roman versus Seth. Um, that will sell it. I think um, Roman is tweener enough and Seth can work heel against Roman's face um, that that would book itself. It'd be good enough. Um, As for the men's title, see, this is very, very, very perplexing. Um, Oh, let's see. Where do we see the titles? I've heard rumors. I've heard speculation about Riddle or Randy Orton winning the title and then leading to Riddle versus Orton for the WWE title. But I don't think that they need to put the title to get Riddle over. I think that match gets over on its own. Um... Where can I see? Maybe Kevin. I think Kevin Owens is due. I'm going to pick Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens has been doing solid work lately and they need to reward him. But who is Kevin Owens going to face? Who would be the champion? Oh, I hate. If I'm writing this down, it looks fucking atrocious. But maybe they do business. Who knows? Biggie versus Kevin Owens. That doesn't sound right. I feel like they need somebody else. And Gable Stevenson. I don't know. Let's put that down. Kevin Owens versus Big E for now. Okay. All right. Um, any general predictions? Or you want to do breakouts? Who do you think will break out this, this next year? It is really hard to say because there's so few people. I don't know, uh, you know, who, who's left. But... Uh, I, you know, I, I think that uh, this is gonna sound stupid, but I think that uh, that LA Knight does get put on the main roster and does well. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean he'll have a you know be in a mid card title feud run, whatever? Yeah, I could see that. You know, whether it's um, against uh, for the IC title or Damian Priest for the US title. Yeah, either one. Um, I I could see that. Uh, I think that this is the easy one. Ron Breaker is going to continue to be pushed. 
um, and will be successful. Uh, I think Gigi Dolan is going to get some time as a soloist and will probably shine in that regards. Um, there's so few bodies and people out there. Like, I don't know what their plans are for anyone. Everyone, for, for a company that has so few people left, I really don't, it, it feels like only if, like, a, like a bunch of them just sort of circling in the same part of the pool. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I routinely forget the Ridge Holland exists and Ricochet exists. And, and these are people I like and I'm interested in. Um, I feel like, like there's like all these people are still going to be underneath like Seamus, um, which is okay. I like Seamus. Um, but uh, let's just say, Tag teams. Ta tag teams will make a resurgence um, in some shape or form. Now, outside of WWE, uh, from like sort of like a who do you pull from the indies uh, to make a big splash? There's always some indie darling, but to be honest with you, I think it's going to get ever harder for them to do so. So I don't really think anyone is going to. I think we're going to have a bunch of these competing things like Terminus and Control Your Narrative and House of Glory and GCW, and they're all going to sort of combat each other in the wash. It's like, you know, like with NWA, who's the star? For years you could say it was Nick Aldis, but he's not the champion now. He hasn't been in, in for close to a year. Who's... Who's the big shot there? Who's who's your big dog? Is Jonathan Gresham going to be a breakout star? I don't think so. So, but the question is, and who do I not think? Without a platform like Ring of Honor or you know MLW or NWA getting bigger, I don't know who takes that next step. I don't know where that room is on a WWE who says they're not looking for indie wrestlers or an AW who's overcrowded and the free agent wrestlers they sign either seem to fit two categories. Like one is that they're sort of veterans who already fit into a, a mold and into a story already, or your undercard people, people who are there to job and, and lose uh, and, and fill out your undercard ranks, but be safe. Your mid carters to be high carters. They don't seem to have anything to do with them. IE Andrade. Um, you know, to a lesser extent, Malachi Black. But if he didn't have the cool uh, entrance, you know, where would he be? I mean, is is he going up the card fighting with the Varsity Blondes? Doesn't really feel that way. Um, so let's say Brody King, since he's going to be on AEW, I'll, I'll you know, since people will know who he is and he's sort of big, I'll give him a breakout star, you know, check. But this is all marginal to me. I think Jade Cargill will wear gold this this year, uh, probably next month. Whether that makes her a breakout star or not, I don't know, but we'll we'll see. Hopefully, they protect her weaknesses, and you know the AEW self righteous don't get too big on her work rate, and that she's not that great a professional wrestler, and that they should give that title to legit Layla Lurk, uh, Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, think she should, I think she should be uh, marketed as legit Layla Lurch. <laughs> well, while they're singing the praises of Chris Statlander, who's every bit as bad as Nia Jax was. Um, <laughs> yes. 
I don't know. Meanwhile, Serena Deeb is there, you know, as the coach instead of, you know, a, a mainstay performer. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. I, like I like I said last week when I predicted the predictions, I'd be sort of like shooting in the dark because the wrestling landscape very much confuses me. All right, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick uh, Grayson Waller to have a breakout. I think he's gonna stay on the main roster. Um, I think MSK will be called up to the main roster, and they're gonna do well. Probably be called upon to be on Raw and have some killer matches with the street profits. And I'm going to pick in AW. I want to see two, um, two athletes that I think are going to have really good years. I want to see, I think Jay lethal. They're going to push, um, possibly to fight against Brian Danielson, possibly for AW gold. Um, and the aforementioned, uh aforementioned jade cargill i think she's bound to win this tbs title and i think she's going to um hopefully still continue to be booked in a strong fashion short matches she will be exposed heavily short matches think goldberg that's what they need to do with her um and i think those are my breakouts i don't know if there's anybody in the indie scene that is going to oh i'm going to say something that that a lot of these AEW fan fans have been clamoring for i think it eventually happens and that's um dan housen to aew of course that's what i'm gonna say um releases let's talk about a few releases. Just give me about three or four releases you think that are going to happen that are going to shock everybody in 2022. Are there releases that could shock people anymore with WWE? I mean, maybe three could be shocking. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be WWE. Well, AW doesn't release generally. They just don't renew contracts. Um, I still consider that a release. Or they just don't use people on TV even though they're under a contract. Uh, There are no other promotions with contracts. I mean, MLW maybe has six people under a a real contract. I mean, that's really it. Um, I I will double down on my Wardlow breakout year as far as releases are concerned. I I think Liv Morgan's time is up. I think GCW, they've had their 15 minutes of success. I think this this year will be the rise and the fall of GCW. Not that they're going to fall, but they'll fall back into you know wherever they were before, which is part of the mix. And I'm going to, once again, NWA will either be, either be sold or fold. Which one? NWA? Yeah, NWA, fold or sold. Uh, I would love to tell you that I that I think Shane Taylor promotions is going to come in and make a big splash with, you know, all five of them, you know, and, you know, sort of invading territory or whatever, it would be a great thing to do in AEW, especially with all the criticism they take about uh, not having a lot of minority representation. You could easily, you know, if you wanted to feature a guy like Hobbs with, without actually having to put too much pressure on him, you could move him out of team Taz into Shane Taylor promotions. Uh, 
you know, he, he could fit in that story easily enough. If you wanted to move people out of the, the, the Cody sphere, you got the Lee Johnson and Captain Sean Dean and Red Velvet all stuck there sort of in, in Cody land. Like you could, uh, you know, you know, you know, move them into it. I just think that that's too racy and almost, it's almost so, so woke to be too woke for AW. I think, I think, it, I think it's, I think it's like, uh, you know, it, it's like, it's like we're for the culture, but we're allies. It, so we can't be for the culture and even depict that, that, you know, they're, that, that we're enemies or that we're not serving uh, minority talent as well as we are, you know, uh, Caucasian talent. Um, but so while well, I would love to see that happen, I think it'd be a good story. I, I don't think it will. Uh, plus they're too big. They don't like big guys and they certainly don't want four of them in one group. Um, a few other ring of honor people will land in AEW. I mean, it, it's almost inevitable. You want safe TV ready people. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know that, that, that I don't see the landscape of wrestling as being one that's positioned for people breaking out. All right. Unless they actually um, get out of the industry. I will say for releases, I will say Otis is going to be released. Ooh. I say Pac is going to be released from AEW. Ooh. Wow. I'm going to say Veer is about to be released. Let's let them take Shanky too. <laughs> and um, I don't know which one will be a bigger shock. Um, I'll say Moxley next. I think in 2022, Moxley will be released. I'm going to go with Commander Aziz. Commander Aziz. I think they found, since they're not going to land the Giants, they found the one Giant that works almost. They're going to get rid of the ones that don't. And I'm going to pick, this is my final uh, release. I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is going to be a shock. Natty Neidhart. Wow. That's a big one. I can't see her ever being released. I could see her being moved into a producer role. Um, my comeback of the year, I think that that the only person that will make a splash from the indies and make it into a major and and be a, become a darling again will be Ron Strowman. I am basing that partly on my own biases, partly because he's exactly what a Bill wrestler should look like, uh, but also on the enormous ovation he got at Ring of Honor's final battle being the least ring of honor wrestler possible in the, in the universe. Uh, and people should be taking note of that and saying, huh, if ring of honor could pay that check, we can pay that check too. And we could get that on, on, on our TV. Okay. Um, he's worth, he's worth 10 Lance arches, by the way, that might be someone who doesn't get resigned at, at AW. Someone like a Lance Archer. Arch, that's a good I'm going to say um, a comeback of the year goes to Lacey Evans. I think Bailey's too easy of a pick, but I'm going to pick Lacey Evans. Other general picks for me is, these are general predictions. I think Roman will hold on to the title for the entire year of 2022, unless one person comes back to take it from him and that's the rock and that mm. could either happen still at wrestlemania or even at SummerSlam. i say unless the rock comes back roman's going to hold on to that title for the entire year 
I cannot um, see the rock being available for more than one card. Hmm. I don't know. I think it can be worked out. Well, if he wants it to, but I, I mean, the rest of the things he does is worth too much money. I mean, I could see him doing WrestleMania and SummerSlam. I just can't see him winning the title and being on WWE TV even every three weeks, you know, for that, that quarter. I mean, you had Brock do it for a long time. He was part-time champion, and and Brock it doesn't make hundred million. Brock doesn't make a hundred million dollars a year making movies, and doesn't have uh, TV and movie production companies. And exactly, own... and they still did that for Brock. Remember, he was the part-time champion. I'm not talking about them doing it for him. I'm talking about the Rock doing it for them. I don't think he's got the time for this. I don't think he's got the time to devote to it. He can do video promos on 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 TV from from the set, whatever he's doing. One he day couldn't a week. He even cut a promo for Rock Appreciation Night. <laughs> oh my God! This again. You were so so. Uh, he, could, he couldn't even take the so time to touch by this uh, the Rock Appreciation Night. He couldn't even cut. He couldn't even take thirty seconds from from the gym and and do a video for that for his own night. Maybe they didn't ask him to. Maybe he had COVID. All right, Jeff. Everybody's got COVID. He had COVID from the gym. Okay. My other general predictions, I think Austin Theory will hold a major WWE title. Swell. And Arn Anderson will fall off of more things in 2022. <laughs> I know, I know, Jeff, you think that's a stretch, but that's one of my predictions. Arn Anderson will fall off of more things in 2022. That one, I, almost a lock. Yeah. And my last prediction might be a little controversial but i got a feeling sometime in 2022 we're gonna find out that aw is in financial trouble what that means does it mean they're going out of business not necessarily but we might find out that they're more in the red than we think they are but they're they're okay with it they're gonna keep forging ahead i think that's what we're gonna find out and, you until can hear Tony all the AEW fans ask, in the background getting all upset about it. Until until Tony needs to ask Dad for money, no one's going to get upset. But I th I think that you're right. Uh, here's a here's a bold prediction: the AEW video game will not make its debut in 2022. Still, um, okay. And there there will be a lot of people in AW who we never hear from again. TH2 are probably on the top of that list. And you know, a few others. You know, maybe the the butchers had one too many injury and he's got another career. Maybe they'll just quietly not re-sign him. Jake Hager, who hasn't been around for several months, maybe he'll just not get re-signed or maybe he, maybe his three-year contract already um ran out. But what well, my prediction is not so much that that a lot of contracts have already expired or will expire, and we will find out not only that they expired weeks or months before we find out about it, but that Dave Meltzer did not report it. I like that one. All right, guys, that's our predictions for 2022. If you have any predictions, feel free to share them with us. Send us an email, and we'll read them on the air for the first episode of 2022. Uh, and that'll be next week. We will come at you with day one results, thoughts, and uh, analysis. Do we do analysis here, Jeff? You bet <laughs> we, we do. We do analysis. And, um, yeah, I mean, any type of feedback you have for this week's show, 
Tell us how you like Tony Storm. Tell us if you didn't like Tony Storm. Tell us if uh, you have any feedback on improving Australian accents or anything else. You can reach us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. That's hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on our Twitter page, our Twitter account, and our Facebook page, Hammerlock Hangover. Search it. You'll find it. Follow us. And, uh, yeah, start start a conversation with us. Jeff, anything you got to plug before we wrap it up for the year? No, just, yeah, we continue to check the show out. Uh, check me out on some of the P- uh, PWC shows. I'm typically on or often on smack talk but i pop up on some other shows periodically uh, i i definitely recommend the wednesday night skirmish uh i'm on it every now and then but this is not about me that show is great it's great it's probably better when i'm not on it um uh, and it's just a it's just a really fun uh fair-minded entertaining intelligent analysis of dynamite um but my other show garden of doom non-wrestling so no competition here uh, check that out. We finished our last show of the year with two uh, basically sort of uh, Talmudical uh, scholar Orthodox Jews. And we talked about things like uh, angels and demons, heaven and hell and end of days and things like that in, in, in Jewish religion, which was an interesting conversation, especially on things that they didn't agree upon, though they, they did largely agree on a bunch of stuff. Um and the next show I'm going to drop, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm, I'm actually interviewing an indie filmmaker pretty soon, uh, but I have a show with an aero, aerospace engineer, and we're talking about space issues, including like the law of the space and things like that, which I'm really looking forward to dropping. So I'm not sure which will be the first show of the year, but it's all going to be good stuff, big variety. Um, that's really it, you know, uh, just check out all of our stuff and uh, enjoy the show and give the feedback. Uh, if I sound a little bit uh, rusty or rustic and slower than usual, yes, I, I've had COVID for the, <laughs> this entire week. Self-diagnosed, so it's not 100%. That's what it is. But everyone, in I just, I just thought that you were exhausted from the Tony Storm interview. Yeah, that, that was that was a lot of work. But yeah, uh, <laughs> the first three days were really super terrible. Um, then it morphed into a regular flu, which is not great, but it's at least something we're dealing with. But problem is, is it, like usually the flu after three days goes away or whatever. This is, it comes. It seems to it fools you. You think it's going away, and then it comes back. It's 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 it's, it's a bastard that way. Um, so anyway, everyone out there, just stay safe. Stay. Stay healthy. Stay indoor, indoors if you don't mind. Stay under your bed, yeah. <laughs> especially for, when you're watching Monday Night Raw. For as much good as that did me, because I mean, like, I rarely go out. But I guess when I did, I mean, I went to a giant party. I went to Final Battle. So I guess when I went out, I really, I really blew the lights out. But um, see, but there I, you go again. See, Final Battle. Would you have a bunch of AW people show up and look at you? Now you got COVID. I'm not sure Ring of Honor fans are really AW fans. No, I mean like the AEW, like the stars. You had FTR there. You had. No, that's true. You had. Look at this. You, you caught the COVID from FTR. Jay Lethal. You, you, you're saying like I caught it actually from being in the same building. From the AEW locker room. And guys, Jay Lethal right. got because he's now, he's now an AEW guy. Sort of. That's right. That's right. Josh Khan was on AEW Dark also. That's right. You probably, you know what? Just watching AEW Dynamite probably gave it to you. See, I didn't catch it because I'm not watching it anymore. So, that's exactly what happened. Wow, this is these are great health tips. 
Thank you. I, I've got a bunch of them. No wonder Guys, Tony Storm reached out to you. <laughs> this is why. This is why she's she's our number one listener. Guys, thanks for listening to the Hammerlock Hangover. Please tell your wrestling friends and anybody that's into wrestling, any friends on social media about us. If you thought uh, we were entertaining at any point in time, Ever. or uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> just please share, share, like like the feed wherever you're listening to us. Um, follow, subscribe. My kids are going crazy in the background because I guess I've been podcasting way too much this week. But um, that's it. That's all I've got for show. Have a happy new year for those that um, recognize uh, New Year's this week. And uh, yeah, stay safe, everybody. Does anyone not recognize New Year's? Um, I don't know. People that listen to us in caves? I don't know. Okay. What about the Chinese? Like they have recognized a Chinese New Year, which is not this week. Yeah, but they recognize this new year also. I mean, they're, you know, as well. Just any 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 reason so to this, recognize this year they may consider up? Western aggression and and New Year's being a Taiwanese uh, propaganda tool. <laughs> uh oh. We're gonna have to get the rock to apologize. oh no, John Cena to apologize again. <laughs> Remember that happened this year? What a year. Thoughts and prayers to all the uh, fans of uh, Betty White. Wow, crazy stuff. We lost a legend, everybody. All right, guys, that's enough. Hasta la vista, vaya con Dios, all that jazz. Jeff, tell them, tell them where to go. Stable, my friends. <laughs>